Hi, and welcome to A Peek Beneath the Veil, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons homebrew campaign, courtesy of Tabletop Notch. I am happy to tell you that A Peek Beneath the Veil goes live every Sunday at 7pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. Already aired episodes can be found on both our Twitch and YouTube channels. You can also catch those episodes right here in podcast form, updated every Tuesday. But let's get down to business. It is time for Orba to take you to Antisuyu to enjoy this chapter of A Peak Beneath the Veil. In Chapter 90, Debt Man Walking. The party split at the Devikapura River Bridge, Lieutenant Colonel Warber's lockbox securely in hand and butting up against the very end of the block of time we'd paid for with Seagra, who was presumably still masquerading as Graven in and around the local tavern. Now on the cusp of making some difficult decisions, Safira, Orba, and Erland picked right back up where they left off earlier in the evening, strategizing and plotting the best course of action for destroying Sanka Uberti's crystal in the Room of Safe Deposit. The plans were varied and occasionally questionable, but it ultimately <laughs> boiled down oh, no. to two paths. Would we use the prop crystal to attempt a stealthy swap, thus setting up the potential for a completely clean getaway? Or would we take the accident approach, which was certain to get us in trouble, but likely bore a far lesser punishment than getting caught attempting theft? While we considered these options, Graven was buying us a bit of insurance from Palomar Franco, agreeing to hold our ring of protection as collateral in exchange for an item that would deactivate nearby sending stones, a helpful tool if, as a last-ditch effort, we needed to resort to a break-in at the Broken Crown office. Safira, firmly on board with Graven in the you-can-never-be-too-careful category, convinced a rat to scurry up a ventilation pipe at the back of the BC offices to get a look at the inside. It was a surprisingly fruitful endeavor, as we learned both the general layout of the Room of Safe Deposit and the part of the room that the crystal was occupying, making it easier for Erland or Orba to locate their target in the limited time that they might have. Back at all hands on deck, Seagra had more than held up her end of our agreement, distracting Mr. Two's spies and dipping into overtime even when it hadn't been paid for in advance. Her evening strolls hadn't raised any red flags, as far as she could tell, so it was time for Graven to reassume his identity and hope the others were making headway across the river. Initially approaching only to check who might have stuck around with the Night Watch, Erland and Orba were ushered inside to reunite with a very grateful Lieutenant Colonel Warber. Chomping at the bit to get the lockbox stored away, Warber was ready to head to the basement right away, so we took the opportunity presented to us and crossed our fingers as he opened the door to the room of safe deposit. <laughs> After descending the stairs, we found ourselves in a small room riddled with cubby holes along the walls, a dizzying display of the many trinkets kept under lock and key by the broken crown. As Warber explained the process for entering an item into storage, Erland pinpointed the location of the green crystal, and believing a stealthy approach to be fraught with risk without more prep time, reached into his well of septic energy to alter his appearance with a sickly guise. Feigning illness, Erlen began to seize and smashed the glass of a nearby cubby, <laughs> prompting Warber to rush to his aid. Orba, unable to get an angle on the crystal, couldn't capitalize on the distraction, but Erlen's flailing arms broke through and 
toppled the item from its post. Warber, trying to rein in the chaos, triggered the emergency valve and flooded the room with essence of ether. And it didn't take long to succumb to unconsciousness. And when we next woke, we were shackled upstairs with a few tough questions to answer. The act was believable enough to convince the guards there wasn't any malicious intent, but it didn't take us off the hook for destruction of property, and Warber was hell-bent on making sure we paid our fair share. Oh, bitch. After quickly running next door to reciprocity, Warber came back with a confusing report that Senka Uberti wasn't overly concerned with the crystal's destruction, but with the reputation of the broken crown at stake, he sought to dole out a bit of punishment of his own. Erland was outfitted with a band of the benefactor that would remain until we completed a few heavily taxed contracts, and additionally we were barred from coming along on Warber's sensitive mission to retake the northern outpost. It was a tough pill to swallow, mm-hmm. but without seeing the inside of a cell and without Graven's obligation and with Graven's obligation fulfilled, we called it a win, and we asked ourselves. How quickly could Graven have his curse ring removed now that he was no longer limited to Wamparanina? <laughs> After another day of helping to put out fires, would Safira get to tend to some of her own business with Vain Mohakra and Mohan Fowler? <laughs> and it's hard to put a price on one's life. But if you had to, <sighs> would it come out to more or less than what we'd spent on Graven in the past 12 hours? Oh, I thought you were going to oh with a number. <laughs> I didn't count up. Like a thousand gold. It was probably around a thousand. Because I have yeah. 20 gold pieces. You're worth it. <laughs> because you're worth it. Ooh, we find out it. now. On chapter 91 of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Oh my god. How much does a diamond cost? I think it's like, like depends, but it's less than that. Yeah, a diamond usually costs about 500 yeah, we should for like a diamond base cost. diamond. Bring you back. Who can do that? <laughs> Not me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's and within a it. minute. No, yeah, yeah, nobody. It's okay, you die. We'll go get we'll someone. We'll go get someone. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hmm. For some, a certain level of stress or tension makes the thought of sleep an implausible ambition. <laughs> no! I am going to bed! But for Safira, <laughs> who cut her teeth on the front lines of the contentious Rare Tulu border in Kiira, it's a matter of energy preservation. A good soldier knows how to quiet their mind in the moments where they can't be of service and build up their strength for the following day. Back at the deck with Graven's room key in hand. So we're backing up in time a little bit to just after you split from Graven. Mm. Things are finally starting to cool off in the main bar. The music dying down to idle plucking. Distinct conversations instead of the kind of homogenous din of a crowd. The barkeep with his raven perched on the top part of his hand, he raises it up to a mount on the ceiling so it can kind of hop off onto a little peg in the wall. <laughs> and then Brick begins to wipe down the countertop write some of the stools that have been knocked over by drunkards throughout the night. So you enter in, you see a quieting space, but still a decent number of people here, probably at least 20 or so people still in. Enter the door. What do you do? Uh, Sapir's going to kind of look around in the room and give a longing sort of look at the bar for a second. (laughs) And just kind of like... Straight to bed. I'm gonna shake my head and like go right. You head immediately for the staircase. You have uh, Graven's room key, which is three E, the room key for that. And just as you reach the base of the stairs, you notice that there's two young patrons huddled in the nearby corner. Probably can't be older than twelve or thirteen. 
They've cheaply made jackets buttoned up tight to kind of give the appearance of a little bit of formality. <laughs> An obvious attempt to seem more mature than they are. One whispers into the ear of the other and kind of gives him a small nudge, prompting the other to tug on his flat cap and tentatively approach you just as you're coming up the stairs. Excuse me, fine miss. Could I trouble you to purchase a bottle of whiskey from the barkeep? You can keep the change. And he <laughs> tosses a gold into your hands. Uh, kiddo, how old are we? Oh, old enough. How about this? You keep your money, I'll get you a nail. You can split it with your friend. Me and my friends, of which there are five or six of us, would prefer a bottle of whiskey. If yeah, you don't I, mind. I, I, I understand. How about if we're bargaining, I get you three ales? Sort of looks back to the friend he has behind him, and the friend kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches into his pocket, and he kind of pulls out some lint first, and then an extra copper. Will that seal the deal, miss? Listen, kid, you're very sweet. Uh, and I'd, you know, like you to have a good time, but be safe. So, no. Cute, but no. You don't want to start young, kid. You don't. I Look, if you start young, see these stools knocked over, that's what you're going to look like in 20 years. It's not what I'm going to look like. Well, it is if you start on whiskey. Uh, okay, right. Three ales or no deal? I'll take three ales. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to leave him. I'm going to toss his money back to him. And okay, you toss and... both the gold and the copper piece back yeah. to him. Great. Right, it's, 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 it's like a copper. For, it's not given... that much money. Right, that's more gold than he has. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's his problem. <laughs> Jesus, you guys. Take right. it over the bar to yes, break. Yes, I'm heading to the bar to buy yeah. three ales. Yeah. Three ales for you? Yep, thank you. Sort of starts to pour. How much is that? You have a. Uh, uh, are you getting like the cheapest ale? Yeah. So that's 12 they copper. One difference. silver, two copper there. Yeah, okay. They will not know. <laughs> they will not So just as he's sliding the third one over, he's sort of. For you, or are you waiting for a couple more? Oh, uh, no, it's just for me. Looks at the three ales. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks. And I'm going to take the. And just kind of. I'm going to try to be a little subtle about it because okay. I don't want to like. Give me a stealth check. You had to say shuttle. Yeah. Imagine. Oh, no, I'm not going to jail. 24. 24. <laughs> so you, there's enough people that you kind of head into the center of the bar and Brick kind of watches you go. A little eyebrow raise that you just bought three ales and said they were all for yourself. He follows you with his eyes for a little bit and then you look like you're heading for kind of a table that has four or five people at it. And at that moment, he sort of just shrugs and turns his attention away, and okay, immediately great. you pivot and great. go ah, right through the stairs. Okay. You can sort of sense him over your shoulder there. Excellent. Now, quick rule, don't break anything, including yourself, okay? Drink them slowly. Thank you, fine miss. <laughs> you said something about wanting to join the Gentle Void. Is there a reason for that? It's the only way that you get to be anyone important. Around here? It's kind of sad. Is it? I don't know. Do you like the Gentle Void? Are they nice to you around here? Gentle Void are rich and powerful. Sounds good to me. I suppose that's true. I think being nice is important too, no? I was nice to get you the ale. Well, you 
I know, perhaps a little less... Didn't get us a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, what a tragedy, yeah. (laughs) There's no age limit here at All Hands on Deck. It's just that one of my idiot friends barfed the other day, so we're not allowed to buy it anymore. Right. Uh, So what happens when you drink too fast is you barf, right? Only if you're an idiot. And he sort of... Well, I suppose we'll learn our lesson the hard way, then. Enjoy tomorrow. I hope you um, feel all right. And I'm going to head upstairs. And you see, he turns to his friend. He sort of hands one of the ales over to his friend. And they are coming up the stairs behind you. And you can kind of hear them, and you look back. But they pull off to the side. There's that other seating area kind of halfway up the stairs on the second floor. So they kind of scuttle in there. And you give kind of a quick peek. Give me a perception check. Uh, 13. 13? Okay, just as they pivot off, you hear them, they were having a quiet conversation, and you hear that conversation dissipate, so you know they're not right behind you. Give a quick look back, and you can see onto the second floor, and there's like a table of eight younger boys and girls, all like dressed up. They're not, their clothes aren't nice, but they're clearly trying to make a good show of it. They're like playing a little bit of cards. The guy with the ales comes over, he puts them down, and you can see them kind of, where's the You know what? Never gonna happen, kids. And you see, like, a couple of them grab whiskeys, and some of them don't have any, but then you start to head up the stairs. You get to Graven's room, open the door. Quiet room here on the third floor. Immediately, (laughs) she's going to kind of, like, start taking stuff off and, like, put stuff down and get into bed and try to just... Focus your mind a little bit. Clear... You're not sure what has sort of become at this point of, of Erland Orvin Graven, but you know that your... Helpfulness in the coming days is contingent on getting rest here, so you, you're able to quiet your mind and find a moment's peace here. We're going to swivel, swivel over to. Really thought you were trying to keep me up with those little kids! Downing bottles of whiskey with no. 12 year olds? No! Here's no. what I used to do. No! He's in a bottle of shit Like she shit didn't think about it. She's like, I could supervise I got some help for the mission north, guys. Oh my god. These little children. Oh no! This one says his dad is very powerful. Birch's <laughs> dad. The minutes pass by, painfully slow, at the offices of the Broken Crown. No longer bound and free to vacate the premises, but allowed to sit and catch your breath under the watchful yet silent eyes of Privates Elwood and Sylvia. They seem to have kind of small business, uh, bits of business to tend to. You see them filling out some forms, organizing some papers, clearing desks in preparation for the morning shift. But they never stray too far, and they're careful to make sure that either one or both of them has eyes on you at all times. You can sense that they're both not on edge, but ready to close the chapter of this sort of uncomfortable and surprising evening that you can tell... The night shift here at the Broken Crown Station is nothing ever happens during this. Like, the the surprise factor of, of this, not break-in, but this uh, property destruction is, that's big news to them. They, they don't deal with that on a daily basis here in, in Long Broken Crown. And they're not quite ushering out the, you out the door, but it's clear that, you know, they might prefer that you leave sooner rather than later. You get a couple sort of raised eyebrows here and there, but you're seated here quietly within the offices. Sort of dab my forehead with like my sort of sleeve. 
Well, I think I'm able to stand now. I, th- I think I can comfortably get myself back to an inn. All right, fun. Or was gonna get up and take your hand to try to help you up out of your chair. I'll sort of. <laughs> <clears throat> Give me a performance check. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get away with that. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, f- uh, 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 18. 18. You see, even with sort of a, a suspicious eye on you, because these two people working the night shift are not hardened soldiers, a little empathy comes through naturally. He sees you're struggling to sort of stand and almost... All right. Easy, all right? Just... I'm all right. Take it easy. I'm all right. Take Orba's arm again. <sighs> Thank you. I suppose it... Might not be us that's here, but Broken Crown will be seeing you soon, I guess, if you plan on paying off that debt in the near future. Right, well, it sounds like it might be a gradual sort of thing, but I'm, I will see you around, I'm sure. Mm. Get yourself looked at by that healer you mentioned. Yes, yes. Stay um, away from windows and glass until you do. Yes, um, I'll rest up tonight, but then I think I'll go straight towards the healer in the morning. You know, I am sorry for... I have a, a cousin who's prone to seizures. I don't know if it was anything like what you experienced. What did you say the healer's name was, just in case? Uh, his name is Marvin Bishop. Make a deception check. No! Oh Ooh, how? On the, the fact that he's a healer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which there are is no life. healer. So, no matter what <laughs> you said. <laughs> nice try. No! I fucking can't. Oh my god. I can't. Of course there is. Marvin Bishop? I've heard that name before. From where? Works in Mukmu, right? Oh yes. Marvin Bishop moved into healing. Yes, well, specific sorts of healing, yes. Natural healing. He worked at the Natural Studies Institute in Mukmu. Yeah. I held a post there for a while. Yes, uh, so you're aware of the Natural Studies Institute? Yeah, of course, but Marvin Bishop, scientist as far as I know. I believe that my affliction is uh, perhaps more natural, given that it was, I assume, caused by harpies. He sort of gives you a long look. I think you might be wasting your time. Is there other, another healer in the city who focuses on natural, like a naturalist or a, um, a, a naturalist? A druid? I guess not a druid. Well, look, I just don't want you to waste your money, right? Because Marvin Bishop, he ain't no healer. All right, then I've been misled. Thank you, again. I am sorry if I, you know, ruined anything for you or your partner here. No, no, it's all right. Um, honestly, unless uh, turns out something else goes wrong that we didn't see, it probably reflects, reflects pretty well on us. Handled things as well as we could. Right, well... 
if you get a raise, you know, buy me a drink next time you see me. Erlen yeah. will laugh. You do, and he seems preoccupied by the Marvin Bishop comment. Oh, good. <laughs> we didn't catch your names. You were your cohorts. Elwood. Elwood? That, that's Sylvia. Privates Elwood and Sylvia. Oh, my God. All right, then. To the inn? Yes. Thank you again. Stay safe. Sort of seeing his skepticism now, Roland's going <laughs> to... <laughs> his yeah. limp is cured. <laughs> uh, I'm going to jump off the wall and <laughs> I'm going to sort of labor with Orba. She's a little taller than me. I'll sort really of... Walk her. <laughs> <laughs> roll it to and they're like, oh! <laughs> right, yeah. Seeing the sudden flurry of activity around the Broken Crown offices has left Graven in a state of limbo. Unsure of what exactly has transpired or what drastic measures you might need to take in the event of your companion's arrest, or worse. Standing by the side of the bridge, your knuckles might be turning white if you could see them in the dark, (laughs) tensing your forearms with bated breath. Some figures emerge from around the corner of the building once more. The forms of Orba and Erland. Hardly in good cheer, (laughs) but unencumbered by chains and without any kind of escort, moving of their own free will as far as you can tell, and that alone feels reason for optimism. But it doesn't answer the big question, and you feel a knot kind of growing in your throat as they approach. So you're here on the bridge, you can see them coming 100 feet off or so. Have I clocked any homeless in the general area? Give me a perception check with disadvantage. It's dark, you haven't had a light source, and you don't have dark vision. Mm -hmm. Perception? Well, (laughs) you can tell that they, again, not skilled at this sort of subterfuge kind of thing. You definitely saw some people poking around corners as you were kind of approaching the bridge. Out here on the bridge, there's a little kind of gap where there's nowhere to hide, really. So there isn't anyone in the immediate vicinity, as far as you can tell. And you feel pretty comfortable that, like, if you had a conversation here, there wouldn't be someone to hear it. But if I were to, like briskly jog back over the bridge, there was a couple of places where I had seen. Yeah, like as you came from all hands on deck to yeah. the bridge, maybe there were some people in the streets. It was hard to tell necessarily who they were, but okay. there was definitely some possible okay. activity following you wherever you go. Got it. As Orba and Erland are leaving the station, can she keep her arm or her hand like on Erland's uh, to kind of like keep up the act a little I'm, bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping up the limping act too. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Um, so you do see Erland looking like he's hurt. Um, oh no. But so okay. You, I'll kind of go to meet them when, okay. I, when I see. So now, in more seriousness, are you okay? Yes, I'll be fine with a sleep. All right. It only takes a couple more moments to close the gap. You look hurt. Are you all right? Get the fucking ring removed. (laughs) You did it. Yes. Thank you. Get the fucking ring removed. I'm going now. Safira is back in my room in 3E. All right. You're, you're, You're headed to the deck. Yes. All right. Walk I... with us a moment because we should let you know that they informed Miss Uberti that the crystal was broken and she didn't seem to mind all that much. 
Rather suspicious, I suppose. I'm wondering if the Necklace of Compulsion might have any part in all of this? Just bear it in mind, is all. Yes. This Mr. Two, is he... What the fuck did I destroy? I don't know. Excellent. I found that Senka might have been someone who recently had a skin graft on her shoulder, so there is a chance that she is under some kind of compulsion. Um, she, she may have one of the um, tattoos on her neck. No way. Yes. Everyone who has a skin graft in this town? No, no, but specifically, there was a note that I found just before Mr. Two found me about an illicit... The surgeon... The dead assistant to the surgeon had done some fiddling with who was getting a graft and the paperwork. It might have been Senka. I, I have so many pieces that I don't know where they fit, but... You, you think that possibly Mr. Two had planted a tattoo that would make her immediately succumb to anything that would not naturally have to be attuned to? Like the necklace? It's possible. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. That would also be why maybe she didn't mind that we had destroyed the crystal. What if Mr. Two meddled with her mind? I don't know where he is. He seemed to understand he would know immediately as soon as the crystal was broken, so... I assume that he knows already. Neither of you have any sense of what sort of this crystal could be. No. No. He alluded to the fact that it's he had his own version of this, but... Listen, I'm not doing very well. Go, go. I'm and I need to try and rescue Marvin Bishop tonight. I... tonight? Potentially, yes. <sighs> I... Get I'm headed to Donovan immediately. The ring I'm removed. going to Donovan now. If I'm not at the deck when you return, if we're not at the deck when you return, I've gone south to try and find Marvin. I... Stay with Safira, if you can. All right. I'm splitting up. I should go. I might go back to the room. Let's go back to the deck real quick before I head on to Donovan's. All right. Let's go. You guys make your way through the streets. You reach the door of all hands on deck. Were you going to say something? I was going to say, again, do I see mm. any um, people lurking? Give me a perception check. Mm-hmm. With this advantage. Still. Okay. <laughs> 18. 18. Whoa. Not only do you see them, it seems like a few of them realized you were at a spot that was difficult to snoop on there on the bridge, <laughs> and the minute you kind of step off the bridge and take that turn towards all hands on deck, you hear a little bit of just shuffling of feet <laughs> throughout the street, shadows kind of passing in front of houses. I mean, is there one close enough to me that I could kind of run over to one? Yeah, it's probably 20 feet away. Like, they're lurking kind of in the gaps between houses, and you're walking along the road, so they're off to the side. They're not like you know, next okay. to you. If I get to a point where I kind of pass a corner that I knew that one was at, can I and then like quickly move back to where one was and try to like come around the corner at them? Uh, ex- sorry, explain yeah. that to me one more time. Okay, so if I see somebody lurking, mm-hmm. um, 
kind of just past their vision and then divert to where I know they didn't see me and kind of come and dip back and dip back towards sure, them give to me, where they give me a uh, stealth check. Like like okay. That. And are you attempting to like grab them when you? Yes. Sure. Give me a stealth check yeah. first. Nine. Nine. Okay. Your footsteps. They're not loud, but it's so quiet out at this moment that it's hard to conceal your footsteps. So you can tell, even when you start to speed up a little bit, you can hear sounds of people kind of reacting to your sound of your footsteps. But you sort of pivot and then duck in to try and grab one of them. Give me a, a, a um, athletics with disadvantage. Uh, contest it here. Get him. Um, 14. 14. He tries to duck out of the way, and you just catch the edge of his cloak, and you pull him kind of right on the neck there, and he sort of... <sighs> tell, tell your benefactor that it is done. Go, now. And I'll do kind of shove. <laughs> Make an intimidation check. Make it with advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 18. 18. He sort of pushes back against the wall a little bit, and another person who's also sort of shrouded in a cloak a little bit is getting close to maybe overhear what's going on, and he grabs that person and turns him and, like, yeah. shuffles the two of them down the alley there okay, in the opposite yeah. direction. I, I tell him I do as I please from now on. <laughs> he nods. Um. And I'll come back out of the alley. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Being followed? Yes. It should be over now. Or soon enough. I just need to get something from the room. Okay. All right. Sort of maybe hurrying the pace a little bit. And as you're sort of approaching all hands on deck, door opens and someone kind of... <gasps> yawns, gives you a tip of the cap. Enjoy. Walks his way down the street. The door opens up. Again, it's dying down, but 20 to 30 people still sort of lingering around the room. Three of you enter in through the main door. Do I see, sorry, do I see Skip? Uh, give me a perception mm-hmm. check. Investigation check. Sorry, is your room around? Um, 12. 12. You see there's only like two people seated at the bar itself, and one of them almost sort of hand against cheek as if he's been waiting there for quite some time is Skip and he's right there sort of curly hair I'm gonna sort of get off of Orba and slowly move my way towards him sit down just as you're doing that where are you guys going as he's heading over to Skip there Uh, sorry Skip is the the guy who I asked to get the letter for me yeah he asked him to go to the mail house and come back Um, to the bartender you're uh, going to the bartender? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That, that's about the same spot. Oh, like, Skip's okay. at the bar. Oh, great. And then, Orba, yeah. you going with them to the room? Um, I'm going to stick with Okay, great. Graven you guys all kind of head in that general direction, but Erlen's the one who takes the seat kind of next to Skip. Skip. Oh, yeah. Well, you- I rode back and forth, fast as can be. Got your note. Stuck it upstairs neath your door. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Uh, Baldwin at the mailhouse said the paper was free to collect with a proper description, which I had. Although he said there was a parcel also under your name that he wasn't authorized to hand over, unless it was to you personally. That one you'll have to get yourself. That's that's fine, thank you. Um, uh, what was the supervisor's name, sorry? Uh, oh, so Baldwin Bukowski runs the mailhouse. <laughs> All right. And, um... Yes, all right. <laughs> He's like sitting at the bar just fiddling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much was it again? Yeah. Ten more gold. You said ten. Oh my god. Why, why did you, why did you, why did you do that? You, you also had, bargained with your. You were literally upping yourself. 
You're like, okay, I'll just double my offer. And then you doubled again. Yeah, I'm a, listen. He's a generous dude. You guys have He's so done generous. bad deals. Um, <laughs> shut up, all of you. I'm gonna. You've done bad deals. Right, yes, of course. Here you go. So I'll take 10 gold. Thank you, sir. Hey, um. That's amazing. You like to leave your fortune to the fates? How about a quick game of two up to see who fortune favors this evening? Sure, fine, fuck it. All right, you want to play two up? Uh, have we played two up yet? No, you no, I, I, no, I have not. Toss two coins. You take either both heads or both tails. We flip until there's a winner. Simple as that. Oh. Do you change each time or just... Nope. Purely a game of luck to see who fortune favors. I'll take tails. Oh my tails God. it is. On these ones, tails is the non-dragon side. There's like a dragon and then a flower on the back side. So the flower's tails. The t- flower's tails? Yep. So I, I flip two, right? No, you both flip one. Oh. And then you, you go until you get two heads or two, until it's two oh, heads Oh, I see, tails. I yeah, see. You each have a coin. I see. Hand. I'll bet uh, ten on it. That way you can get half your money back. I know you weren't keen to shell out the full 20 when you approached the bar. Uh, sure. Ten gold. All right. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like made of Tails for you, heads for me. All right. One, two, three, two up. One, two, three, two up. Oh. Heads. Heads. That's me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you just I don't lose know. 10 gold? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I appreciate you leaving it up to the fates. I find that fortune often favors me. Don't worry, guys. I have seven silver. <laughs> Do you pass it over to him? Yeah, I know. It was me <laughs> throwing the gold. <laughs> it was me throwing <laughs> ten gold at him. Coin. Why is the oh my god! And he sort of tosses one more coin to Brick there for serving him for the evening. Check his coin. You think Matt bought a evening. bunch of fucking weighted coins for us? <laughs> yes, yes, he has. A They're all. <laughs> I was thinking, could he lie? Could he like? I could have. You could have tried to try. tried to Ooh. some fuckery of some kind. Mm. So he very happily oh, scoops up his nice. gold. Oh. Had ten from before, <laughs> twenty more, thirty gold. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretty quickly Three actually. Uh, even if they're not going, I'm gonna pretty quickly move up to the um, room to make sure that he actually dropped it off. Okay, great. Mm. Oh god, yeah, please. So he doesn't immediately. He's not like he doesn't like grab his gold and boo- boo- like book it out <laughs> the doors. He you know Sucker. sort of takes his time. But yeah, you can. I'll like pat him on the room. back and I'll sort of make my way upstairs. Sure, you make your way upstairs. So Graven and Orba, you've sort of sat down. You couldn't hear exactly what was going on. You saw Erlen kind of flip a little coin there and be pissed with the results, but you are seated at the bar there. Uh, um, I'm gonna flag down something I can get for you. Any chance you've got a spare room key for three E? Uh, just the one. They're small rooms. Right. All right. Have a good night. <coughs> Sorry, did you want anything? Oh, no. Did you lose your key? No, I gave it to Safira. I just oh. was hoping to not disturb her. Oh, why don't you sleep in Netherlands? I need to go. Right, but get the... Oh, I guess then spare key. There's no spare key. <coughs> I see. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, before I forget, uh, just in, in case, we didn't end up using Paolo Marfranco's sending stone cancellation device. Um, if you give it back to him, like, right away, would he not charge you for it? <laughs> or should we keep it? No, I... It's just that I need... <coughs> I need another medium gentle void favor. For this? Yes. <coughs> oh... Do we have one? I think Safira has one. Oh. 
Is she going to give it to you? She's going to have to. Oh. Okay. Um, I'll put that in my bag. <laughs> While we're exchanging items, may I have my little blue flag back, please? Oh, yes, of course. I'll give that back. Thank you. I, I need to wake her. Gotta go. Okay. Um, Alright, I'm just gonna wait down here for Erlen. Okay. Over remains of the bar. Graven starts to head up. Erlen, you get to your room. You have your own key. You don't see anything at the base of the door when you get up there, but put the key in, open it up. And there's a little piece of parchment <laughs> resting. Nice. another day. Thirty gold. <laughs> um, Were you gonna drop kick him if he didn't have this? Yes. I okay. Met the fate of your <laughs> There's two notes oh. written in two different hands. You look at the first one. Written with a penmanship that you're familiar with at this point, having mm-hmm. seen it num- numerous times in the pages of GGG. Erland. I'm sorry our chat was cut short, but it was nice to communicate through speech instead of written word. We are truly the unlikeliest of pen pals. <laughs> I feel as though we are at war, brothers writing from separate fronts, <laughs> caught up in a whirlwind of someone else's making. I want to help you find Rugeni. I really do. I want you to see the man that he has become, the good and the bad. And make your own decisions about what to what extent you hold him responsible for what is happening. I hope you understand, however, that I have precious little bargaining power from where I sit. I'm sure the brute currently looking over my shoulder as I write would love it if I spilled everything I know. But let's keep him guessing for a little while longer. Still, I know you've risked much when you didn't have to. So perhaps I can at least prove I'm not lying to further motivate you to rescue me. As any spellcaster can tell you, from the simple dabbler to the greatest archmage, before you use a spell in its final form, one must practice with it. GGG may have been Rugeni's masterpiece when it came to the mirrored inscription spell, but there were precursors. He has a diary that he never parts with, and like P6B216 in the Grimoire, it has an enchanted blank page inside. I believe I know where you can find the corresponding bit of parchment that would allow you to write to him, and possibly arrange a time and place to meet. As for anyone else you should talk to, I suppose it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Other than at the Natural Studies Institute, the foremost leaders in the field of myconid research likely reside in Aramapura, at the Center for Biological Advancement. There is also a community of elves in Trickster's Thicket called the Elatrians, west of Nabikapura. Their druids hold myconids as sacred as they've been leading efforts to protect and repopulate their dwindling numbers. Perhaps you could learn something from them though I wouldn't expect them to welcome you with open arms. As with many of the forest elves of Antisuyu, they keep mostly to themselves. I wish you good luck and safe travels. The first round at the Upa Alehouse will most certainly be on me when I've been released, whenever that may be. Mm -hmm. Marvin. Good, because you just spent 30 gold. Oh my god. You finish that letter and turn the page, almost expecting maybe a, a next page written by Marvin Bishop, but you see the other hand now. You will provide us with one of two things. Either you provide the whistle, 
and we take it back to Mukmu where we can test it. Or you provide a note detailing a time and place within the next 24 hours where we can see the whistle in action. If you choose the second option, know that if we catch wind of any kind of fuckery, oh God. any attempt to ambush, oh no. or deceive us through magic, even a location that seems suspicious or unsafe, we're gone, and you'll never hear from us again. Whichever option you choose, we're out of here tomorrow night, so make your decision quickly. Once you have either the whistle or your prepared note, give it to the postmaster along with this letter. We've prepaid a courier to return it to us. It's not signed. Where's the notes from? Who has the whistle? You have the whistle? Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure she has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Also bizarre. Would I would also I, bizarre? Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, would the, uh, a prepaid courier wouldn't be the package she was talking about, right? That's something else in theory, right? Like a prepaid courier wouldn't be like a FedEx box. <laughs> <laughs> a flat rate box? Yeah, like, yeah, a flat rate yeah. box. Uh, not that you're aware of. Okay, certainly, cool. You certainly aren't aware of that kind of service. He yes, just means that yes. he gave them money ahead of time. That service. whatever letter you give back, they know they will send it without you paying. Very prepared now, given the postman. Alright, shit. Alright, I'm gonna... Lock up the room, go back downstairs, seeing that Orbit and follow me. Great. Give me a perception check as you're coming downstairs. And you're going to pass Graven here in the hall. Perception is uh, 21. Great. So you get just to the base of the stairs there. And you look kind of give a quick look around the room. You see that Orb is still at the bar there. Graven's like just heading in your direction. He's just a couple feet away from you, headed for the stairs. And in addition to that, you just give a quick pass at the room itself. And the only thing that you notice that is kind of a patron of note or seems out of the ordinary is over Graven's shoulder, you see a second Goliath, which mm. is sort of an unusual sight. Um, <laughs> so that's the only thing that immediately sort of ticks a box of unusual. Did, oh man, did Sarndaro tell me if Vane Mahaka was a Goliath? I, think, uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember either. So you run into Graven, you're right at the base of the stairs. I need, I need something. I'll, I'll be back. I need to go to the room. All right. Okay, I'm gonna head over to Orba. Okay. You guys cross each other. Cool. Well, some bit of luck. Uh, I don't have to leave this evening, so we can rest. I have until tomorrow night. For what specifically? Sort of look around. Or we can wait till later. <laughs> to get Marvin back, hopefully. That's great news. Do you have the whistle? Yeah. No. I've organized an exchange. A whistle for Marvin. Right. They want to see the whistle in action. Right. I have two thoughts. <laughs> they don't want any trickery, and I had some other thoughts, but I've sort of taken those off the table. You shared that. The one of me going... Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Either... I buy or rent a mutant. <laughs> okay. From with, with all the money that we still I have. I have seven silver. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I More talk- laughs. God damn. Okay, so buy or rent. Yes. Lease. 
Or I give them the whistle and consume a truth-telling potion to sort of validate it. In the hopes that we get Marvin right away rather than... Having to wait. If we demonstrate... If they have a way of proving that the whistle works... Right. We get Marvin. Right. Do you think they will trust you to... Do truth telling... Uh, sorry, do truth telling potions have like a distinct look, smell that would be like... Def, they definitely do. Not everyone would necessarily okay. know that. Like someone who's knowledgeable in that uh, area okay. would know, but... He, I mean, these guys might. You don't know that for sure. Like, your average rep common person would definitely not know what the smell or taste of a truth serum was, but... All right. So, perhaps I could... We could meet at, um... Oh, I'm not welcome back there, either. Oh, my God. Which place is this? Um, the, uh, the potion... The potion master whose name escapes me at the moment. Oh, Neil... Bargus? Neil's Bargus. Neil's Bargus, yes. <laughs> I ruined his. I ruined his life. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not wish to see you. He does not wish to see me. Sure. Well, you delivered some pretty bad news. I delivered his <laughs> sister's decomposing head. Whole sister in a bag. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Those are my two ideas. Right. I could speak to McKenna. I don't know if how he would take to. Hi, I'd like to purchase a mutant. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, though, how are we going to buy one? You know what I mean? We have no money. We can sleep on it. I was going to say, I'm going to get to sleep, because I know that Safira wanted us to do something tomorrow as well. What are we supposed to do tomorrow? We have to do that... The other mission that... What other mission? Lieutenant Colonel Warbo wanted us to do. <laughs> than one north that we no longer can do. Oh, that was supposed to be tomorrow? We leave in two days. I thought that was going to happen like on the way to where else we were going. That's what I thought. No. But we're, no, we're supposed to go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I had an idea but, on that. Just to be clear, the contract did not explicitly say that. Severa might have wanted to do it. Right, oh. right. But the contract I thought, Warber, I thought Warber said he was going with his guys soon. Mm, yeah, soon. But he oh, okay. hadn't gathered up enough people yet oh, okay. to feel comfortable going. There was not a date specified. Okay. That. Well, I guess it depends on what Safira wants to do. If she wants to go with Warber and his, you know, um, um, group, or if she wants to go with just us. But I do have some kind of an idea to get you on if we end up going with Warber. All right. I don't know if it'll work, but it's just, it's a matter of, like, leverage, I suppose. What's the idea? Well, I was trying to think, like, how you would think, and it's like this, where if he's so worried about his reputation in the North... Uh, what if I got some kind of, uh, like, a thing from um, Cliff, like a document stating that he's employed a group of bounty hunters as well to protect me, and you are one of them, and she is one of them, so they must all be required to go together to this thing, and if if he doesn't allow you to go, well, then that's just one big fuck you to the North, and everybody's going to know about it, and his reputation is ruined. <laughs> That is very good thinking. However, I don't oh. think I want Cliff to think that I'm as weak as I pretended to be. No, I wouldn't. I'm not going to say weak. I was going to say, like, Warber has some preconceived notions of Erland and thinks he's not well. You don't think that Warber would say, Mr. Ironcloud, I saw one of your employees collapse, <laughs> flailing his arms. 
That's only if he can speak to Cliff. I don't know if he can. What if he's... What if there's... It's more important to me that I stay on the job with Cliff. Protecting you than going on some mission for Warba. So I think we leave Cliff out of this. Right, but then what does Sephira need? Does she need us to do it with... We can ask her tomorrow, perhaps. I need to find out how to get a mutant. I have seven silver and three (laughs) copper. Seven silver, three copper for one Mykonid mutant. Can I have the whistle? Okay. Orba gives him the whistle. In that case, I think I'm going to go to bed. Okay. Are you coming? I'm, well, yeah, I guess Graven's upstairs too, right? Are we waiting for the Goliath to do whatever he needs to do? I don't know. I'll go up. I'll go up. Let's go up. Just head upstairs. You guys start to head up. Graven will go to you first. You get to you put like an ear on your door, and you hear a quiet kind of not <laughs> snoring, but uh, breathing on the other side. I I wouldn't be interrupting a full rest no, by it, like it, it having not. her come to the door. No, not unless she leaves to do something. You could. Okay. So was like, actually, I had errands to run. Severe cracks and eye. She's like, no. <laughs> no. Wait, you will wait. I'll give a. F- Firm knock. <laughs> yes. I hate you. <clears throat> I'm going to kind of get up and go to the door. I'm going to crack it first because I don't know it's him. So I'm going to kind of look out. I fill the doorway. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as I see it's him, I'm going to... Thank the gods you're okay. I... You were right. I'm fine. Where are the others? Did they, you see the others? They were successful. Really? I need... Brilliant, they left me outside. I didn't know what to do. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to interrupt your rest any more than I have to. It's I all right, need... I just fall asleep. I need the medium gentle void favor. Oh, can't... What? what no, no, what do you mean, why? I need it. Please. You can't just say, I need it. You have to at least tell me why. Take, I, I need it too. I'll, I need it. So I'll do I need it more than you? <laughs> the thing that you... I mean, she was there when I handed it to, yep. to Orba. This. Oh. What, it's I, a rock. It was... <laughs> I got it from Franco. I got it in order to make sure that the sending stone in the room of safe deposit was not triggered. Well, it said, did it help? I don't know. I I hope. We didn't get into details. Here's the giving this lo- rock yeah, it a helped. Look they like. couldn't have done it without it. It was essential. <laughs> between, between this and the ring that will provi- provide extra protection for Orba, I need the medium gentle I thought I already... You motherfucker. Please. Sabrina's going to start rummaging in her bag. Staring at the, ro- she's giving the rock like a glare. This is the last one, isn't it? Yes, it is oh, the last right. one. The last medium. There's other ones. <laughs> yes, and I'm not gonna be able to find it in my backpack. You do have one more. I know. <laughs> Please hurry. <laughs> I know I have. I'm headed to Donovan immediately. Okay. Oh, all right. Fine, fine. The, uh, this the, uh, is this saving your life. Yes. Better be saving your Make rest. a reception check. <laughs> <laughs> not like it's gonna make a difference. Deception? Yeah, it's already in your hand. Zero but. gentle void favors. I don't know why I wrote that. I'm just crossing um, it out. 16. 16. I mean, he gives it to you with some urgency, and he's already had a very difficult night in terms of you know what's been asked of him. So you sense the uh, frustration and a little bit of desperation. Thank you. 
Yeah. Rest now. Severe's so defeated. I'm just gonna like crawl into the bed and turn over. I hope to be back soon. I'm turning I'll take, back. I'll take the key for now. <laughs> I'll lock you in here. I should Wait, be back where before are you going? morning. I'd like I know to you're go gonna and return. get this removed. Oh, fuck's sake! You haven't gotten that removed yet. I didn't even notice. No, fuck's I can't sake. do it Okay, by okay, go get it off. Go get the fucking thing off. Thank you. Take the key and the favor. Back. <laughs> Close the door. Hear a little bit of grumbling and shuffling in the room behind you. <laughs> so annoying. And as you're heading down the hallway, Erland and Orva are now coming up. Pass you pass each other in the hall here on the third floor. Get what you need. Yes. I'm going to try to get Donovan to remove the ring tonight. I have to meet with Pockets at 9 a.m. So I will definitely be back here before then. All right. You are not going by yourself, so if I can come with you, I would appreciate it. You both, you both need to rest. I'm okay. Erlen, not as much. No splitting up. Fine. All right. Come along. Okay. Good, good job. Are you, um, is, um, Safira in your room? She is. Let's exchange keys then so that we don't split up. Sorry, what? So you're going to sleep with Safira? Is that what in you mean? In the room with Safira. Yes, I know, in the room. <laughs> what are you talking about? So that we don't split up. Safira and I will be in one room, and then you and Orba are going to be in the next room. Fine. Let's exchange keys for <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Do I clock his new jewelry? Ooh. Give me a perception check. <laughs> the one's been doing this the whole fucking time. <laughs> 21. Oh my god, oh my god. Erland is not typically a wearer of jewelry, so you certainly notice that he has. You can't tell immediately what it is, but you clock the, the that he's wearing it right away, yeah. Now in the better lit, t- you weren't yeah. able to tell out on the street where it was dark, but now here in the better lit tavern. What's that? And look at Orba. Fill him in. I'm gonna sort of turn around and go back to the room. Night. Severe hears the door again. She thinks it's going to be great and like <laughs> yeah. opening the door again. And the she's door even opens. Now. <laughs> you look awful. Yeah. Thank you, new roommate. I'm going to close the door. Orban and Graven are. I didn't want a new roommate. Listen, Orban and Graven are off to get his ring removed, so, so I'm staying here. So you guys are all right, here. I'm assuming, because you did, you went in and then you just left me. I thought yes. you were going to come back out. Sorry, <laughs> Warba was available in that moment and it seemed suspicious to go out and meet with someone we didn't know. I'm I'm assuming I notice his like visage. Do I also notice the ring? Uh, give me a perception check. Mm. It's a little darker in here, but it's in his pocket <laughs> from now on. <laughs> Eat it. No, it's dark in the room. You know, there's a little light coming in from the moon through the window, but there's no lamps lit, so you don't immediately okay. notice the room. That's all right. Is Orba okay? Where's Orba? Orba's with the Goliath okay, right great. now. Okay, great. I'm never splitting up again. Always That's have a buddy. That's why I'm here. All right, you seem irritable. It yes. Went well, I suppose. It went well. That's good. We saved him. Sure. Sure. Cost a shit ton of gold. And every contract we do from now on until, I think it's like 800 gold, will be deducted from our 400. Was it 400 total? I didn't want to say anything. Oh, right, it's half a front. Every contract up until 400 gold, percentage of it's getting taken off, so. Oh, 
Would I recognize that as Band of the Benefactors? That's or... not Band of the Benefactor. That was. Oh, that. That was the that was. side deal. Yeah, oh. that was specifically Warber's punishment, not not the. Fuck's sake! So I'm assuming you didn't go with switching the crystal. I have seven silver and three copper left. Good night. I'm gonna lie down, roll over. So Vera's gonna well, kind of like. You, you would have had more if you didn't. <laughs> you just took up the space. There's a yeah. twin bed. <laughs> oh, I thought there was. Oh, there's only oh, no, two beds. Only one bed, yeah. Oh, then I sit on the other side. <laughs> I take part of her covers and roll them over. <laughs> we are about ass to angles out here. <laughs> and ass to angles, we turn over to Graven and Orba, who now descend the stairs back to the main tavern area. All right, let's go. Explain what he oh, was talking about yes. on the way, yes? Yes, of course. Okay, it, let's... Uh, remind me where Donovan is again? Is he the next town over? Yes. Yeah, he, right. was, he was in the, ga- in the gatehouse above the, the river there. That's right, okay. In Nagarwas. All right. I... As you saw, the people who have been char- uh, charged to watch me, I sent one of them to Mr. Two, hopefully... I imagine he already knows, but... Do you have a healing potion? Just in case. Yes, of course, just in case, like, for now, or just in case for, like, later? In case I, out of nowhere, fall to this ring. So, you don't know? All he has to do is speak a word, is what I'm saying. he He knows that the crystal is broken, but... Well, take it, take it, take it, take take one. I, no, don't. I don't mean take it now. I mean take. It. No, I I just meant. Give it to me if I fall. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay, so we already told you about the. We're as I'm assuming getting like you on our horses. Get to the horses. Go to the stables. Yeah. Get your things. Yeah. A few kind of polite nods from some. Brick has seen you around a number of times. Gives yeah. you kind of a little nod of the head. Okay, so we already let you know about Senka. That's something that I'm sure we will address later as well, but, um, so, Erland and I, well, Erland mostly, I was fairly useless, uh, destroyed it, uh, he punched a hole through the wall and then subsequently then punched the crystal and shattered it, um, Senka left it up to Lieutenant Colonel Warber as to what our punishment should be, so he just went by pure gold value of the contracts, or of the of the crystal, sorry. And uh, it was 800 and some. Uh, plus, we would both be forced to wear a band of the benefactors. But Erlen negotiated it so that it was only him, and we paid half up front of the 800 in order for it just to be one of us. We figured probably better to only have one member of the party with it than two because I hear it's pretty difficult to get things done. It can be, but we will obviously be there for him when it comes to any purchases he might need to make. Yes, we must. I believe we owe him a lot. Um, so, to further pay I, off... Well, we're together, so... I owe him a lot. No, all of us. So, the remaining 400 can only come now from broken crown contracts kind of as an incentive for us to work with them more but 
only 30% of every payout can go toward the remaining 400 payment. So every time we do one, 30% of each person's pay can then go toward the remaining 400. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> we get paid 300 gold for a contract. That sounds great. 30% of that, so 90 gold, goes toward the we'll debt. Fill, we'll fill the debt, yes. And then once we reach maximum payment, they remove the band. They won't take lump sums in addition to the original lump no, sum. No, Warber is a stubborn man. He wants us to do more work with the Broken Crown. As if we already haven't. Well. That also doesn't sound on you. Knowing the Broken yeah. Crown for some time, they prefer like Business. labor, yeah, like as right. opposed to just straight up gold. Like they have, you know, reserves of wealth, but the people to help them is more valuable to them. Hopefully, nothing that we need to do or that Cliff wishes of us is waylaid by a band of the benefactor. Agreed. The last caveat, uh, which I will. It's a frustrating one, and I'm going to do my best to maybe um, mend it a little, but Erland is not welcome on this most immediate contract. For whatever reason, even though he said we have to do these contracts with the Broken Crown, <laughs> he said that Erland is no longer invited on this most recent one. There and are. I said, well, that's pretty ridiculous, sir, considering the fact that... There are always contracts. Yes, but we we need to stick together, and I don't know if he's even going to be allowed to be a traveling companion. If, if, Bend the benefactor does not let him, does not keep him from traveling. Regardless of that, though, if if Safira needs to travel with Lieutenant Warber to get this contract done, and Warber doesn't want Erlin there, that's what I mean. But you know what? I say, fuck Lieutenant Colonel Warber. I'm going to message Cliff if he says anything about it. And I don't care what anybody says, because he's coming. All right. <laughs> I agree. Stupid, stupid rule. This Mr. Two, I promised him that I would let things lie after this was done. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. What? Are you? Obviously, I have personal reasons to want to finish things in a way, but you told me yourself <laughs> that we should see these contracts through for Bizarra. Yeah. And this was a big one. Yep. Once I have this removed, if there is a way, perhaps someone other than me can can approach Senka, because I have information about him now. Right. He is, I don't know what he is doing, but he has murdered at least three people. Oh my goodness. Covering up his tracks. So... Do you know if he's trying to leave town immediately, or if he's going to make Senka his puppet? Like, because if you report to Senka, and he's controlling her in some way, he's going to know you betrayed him, and again, you're going to be... 
If this is removed, he will have no power over me. Well, sure, but he still sounds like kind I of a powerful wizard. I will rip his... I don't know how powerful he is, truly. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Very few have exercised their control over me like that. That weren't... <laughs> literal deities <laughs> and it is an uncomfortable position I'm sorry I suppose let's focus on getting this off for now okay yeah step by step yes okay are, are you okay though you're, you're alright I will be okay okay so you guys are moving through the streets of Wampron and are you heading right to Nagarwas yeah okay uh, again, keeping clocking, seeing if there's people furtively. Okay, give me a uh, perception with disadvantage. This disadvantage. Thirteen. Thirteen. Wow. You see some heads poking out here and there. Again, you don't know if the one that you spoke to, how fast the word might travel to the number of people that might be getting paid at the moment. So mm-hmm. as you're kind of riding by, you look a little to the left and right, and occasionally you'll see a pair of eyes kind of reflecting off the, with the moonlight, you know, shadowed figures. But they're not on horseback, so you can tell you kind of quickly move by, and in the background you can see maybe some people quickly trying to keep, catch up, but realizing that they're not going to be able to tail you for too much longer. Mm-hmm. So you get kind of passing beyond the northwesternmost buildings of Fangle, and the lights fade quickly. Any kind of dim light that was inside of homes or businesses fades quickly behind you, as they did when you headed out in search of the missing lockbox. But with the surrounding trees and the lack of water to reflect any of the light coming from the sky, the darkness really clings to you. You have only the crunching dirt sounds of the established trail to guide you forward, and Orba as well having dark vision, at least being able to see a little bit in front of her, certainly enough to make sure you're not deviating from the trail. The coolness of the air clashes with the heat that rises in your body. This burning desire to rid yourself of this wretched ring and move on from that feeling of powerlessness that has plagued you. Roads are sparse, dotted only with the occasional traveler. Though a wagon headed to Wamparanina in the opposite direction, catches your eye. Because the lanterns hanging on the front reveal some familiar faces. Fuck. Once again, the bounty hunters that seem persistently nipping at your heels come into view. Though their customary banter and upbeat mood is nowhere to be found. Faces forlorn and bodies slouched. They're barely watching where they're going as they ride along simply letting the horses guide the way in front of them. The elf that's holding the reins looks up just briefly enough to see you coming and gives you a solemn nod and then slows the horses. Hi. Ah, now you. You're not out here uh, hunting the Girilon, are you? No. Not at the moment. Yeah, we spoke to your uh, elven companion the other day on the road to Nuba. It was a contract that we handed off to her. I thought you might be, I don't know, out here hunting. Hmm. Uh, we must have. We've been busy. I. She didn't bring it up. 
Anyway, stay safe. These are dangerous times, even inside the city limits. What's the matter? A friend of ours, we were hoping to bring back into the fold, turned up dead in La Patro. Don't know why he was in that fucked up part of town to begin with, but looks like he won't be coming with us. It's a damn shame. We left one of ours, uh, Carberry, behind. He's going to ask around, see if he can find out what happened. But we have to move on. That's a bounty hunter's life for you. Highest of highs, but frequent lows. I know it well. Yeah. My condolences. Thanks. Likewise. Do we need to keep our ears to the ground for you at all? Like I said, we don't know what happened yet. But hopefully Carberry will dig something up. Sure. What was the name of your friend? Colt. Colt, okay. Colt Moreno. Colt Moreno. And you found them where again? In La Patro, which is just a... It's basically the slums of Naupa, yeah? Got it. Is that not where you thought you would find him? Colt was a good man, and an even better bounty hunter. Don't know why he would be in some place like that unless he was looking for someone. He could certainly afford a room in a better part of town. Hmm. Perhaps he was working something? Yeah, maybe. Well, again, my condolences to you and your friends. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Have a good night. Cheers. Stay safe. Wagon kind of rattles a little as it moves forward. That must be hard. Shame. Oh, Jesus. And you guys continue to ride. <laughs> minutes stretch into half an hour. <laughs> 45 minutes. Old. An hour. <laughs> and after about an hour and <laughs> ten, you start to see a couple lights in the distance as well as the silhouettes of houses, a much smaller area of dwellings than Wampiranina, but one you're familiar with as you came in here. You see the outline of Nagarwas coming into view. You start to move along. I believe, is it the other one? No, I think this might be Nagarwas on the other side of this. Um, at yeah. this point, it's it's like two. Oh, it's later than that. It's like uh, 3.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. okay. oh that's rough. I'm just briefly. Oh, I'm gonna go straight to pockets. Oh, let's make sure. Maybe he's one of those early risers. He's like already up and... Oh, we're waking him up. Walking his dog? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you're coming in kind of through the woods here along this road. Mm-hmm. And you start to see, you start to hear the sounds of the river washing underneath you. The hooves moving over the bridge. And you get into that part of town that you're familiar with because the path that you originally came in on came up through here. So you converge with the paths, you get into Nagarwas start to see some of the buildings. The only lights on that you can see are coming from that same inn at Nagarwas that you guys stayed at the very, very mm-hmm. first night. Other than that, town very dark, very quiet. You guys make your way in. I won't be able to offer him any gold, obviously. I may have to offer something else. Um, Promises, I've, services. I've got a little. Uh, We're finishing this, so... I know, but I'm just saying that I... If we don't have the kind of money that this usually goes for, I may have to promise him something. Well, I can help too. Okay. 
We'll see what he's willing to part with or do. I don't know. It's okay. Let's just let's just go. Okay. Okay. Kevin's mind a little scrambled. <laughs> Jesus. All the things he's had to keep track of over this time. And you start to maybe I'll just cave his head in. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> He's like, hello. Oh no! I need that ring off. <laughs> so you move past the Inn at Nagarwas. Hear a little, some, a little couple voices coming from within. It does seem like there's a couple visitors there at the very tavern. Would be a strong word for the yeah. single room with a table that sort of exists at the Inn at Nagarwas. Right. And you start to head toward once again the same river, but the other side of town there on the. Uh, on the eastern end. Gotcha. And you start to see the gatehouse coming into view. Your arrival at this gatehouse, it puts you in front of a building that has remained entirely unchanged since the last time you were here. Sort of quaint in its more symbolic than functional barrier across the bridge. You've never seen the gate down or anything like that. It's He occupies this spot simply because it's a leftover from a time when the towns were under siege occasionally and, and security was more of an issue. You see the flowers laid upon the stoop, wilting, as they've been neither collected nor actively cared for. You saw that before. It seemed that people giving thanks, perhaps, had laid flowers mm-hmm. at the step. The D. Ainsley sign hangs slightly askew on the door, and there are no lights within. But the sign below his name still reads, currently in, as it did before. And the way the sounds of the river wash out any bit of the background noise, it almost compels you to stay within this little comfortable pocket of stillness on this west end of town. Yeah, west end of town. You arrive at the door. Go, tie the horses off. Mm-hmm. Go right up. Come, 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 come. Harder. Some of the pounding ringing out. You even look back as you're hitting a little bit, trying to see if the noise is made. It rings out in this very quiet Nagarwas township. Mm-hmm. And the pounding continues until finally a little light from within. Seems like maybe a, a candlestick. Because you see, you can see it through the window. You kind of track it. It's moving. It's not f- affixed to the wall. There. I'll stop pounding. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps pounding. Yeah. Faster. Second hand. <laughs> the door cracks open. And you see the same withered hand that preceded Donovan's appearance the first time you met, sort of with two fingers wrapping them around, and then you watch as the candlelight spills out over the edge of the door as he pulls it open. It takes a little bit of effort for him to kind of pull it ajar, and it reveals his unnaturally aged face. Again, a man who looks too old to simply be Michael's father. It could easily pass for his grandfather or beyond strands of hair that hang in front of his eyes, but they're so thin he doesn't even really bother to, to, you know, wipe them out of his face. He just lets them hang there. And he still has that walking stick in his hand, but he isn't currently using it to assist himself. He's sort of clutching it against his chest there with the candlestick as he pulls the door open. leans against the frame of the door with it open maybe a foot and a half. And he tucks a fold of his dark green wrap under his arm. Ram Legale has seen you before you arrived. Troubles brought you here the first time. And troubles bring you here again. If it were not life and death, 
I would not bother you in this way. Mm. Let us speak inside. She's with me. Is it also life and death for you? Well, his life, so yes. That is not the same thing. <laughs> As a cleric of life, I know the difference. It's all right. Let's wait here. Okay. Closes the door. And this little bit of candlelight, it's flickering, sort of illuminates some of the pieces around the room he's seen before. Some of the elaborate walking sticks that are hanging up on the wall that he maybe carves or sells as a hobby. You see the little um, sitting area that when you first spoke he led you down. He was lighting the fire, a couple seats around the fireplace there up against the wall. And he sits in one of the chairs and motions as well. Puts, slides the candle holder onto the sort of coffee table, knee-high table in front of him. So, what brings you here, Graven of Kuzni? Someone got the better of me. And I've been cursed. I need it removed as soon as possible. That doesn't happen very often to you, does it? No. A cleric of Kauzni comes to me with such a simple thing. You are slipping from the ladder, and he offers you no hand to steady yourself. He is there when I need him, but this, this was different. Hmm. If I know anything of history, the mere thought of calling upon another cleric for help in this matter would send the god of light into a fury. And yet here you are. If there was anyone else, I would go to them. Please. That is the first thing you've said that I believe. (laughs) I can, of course, dispel this curse. (laughs) Your connection to the god is not just weak, it's draining. Slowly, like a crack in an hourglass. Kuzni looks the other way. He has found another. And the stronger the other gets, the weaker you become. How do you know all this? Perhaps at a time past, you had the ability to see what was not in front of you. Premonitions, things told from afar. I still have those things, even if you don't. Oh my God. <laughs> when we met, 
you inquired about a cursed item and who you could consult regarding its function. Is this the item that you bear now? You haven't cursed yourself in the pursuit of powerful trinkets like (laughs) a fool. No. Make a persuasion check. Sixteen. Damn. Hmm. I will help you. Grom Legale senses your suffering and would have it cease. But I think we both know it is more than that. If you should perish, all of Kuzni's power would flow into his new chosen, and he could see a resurgence in his glory. It is in the best interest of the meddling gods for you to live. <laughs> oh my God. This spiritual turmoil in the wake of your shaken faith has allowed some to expand their influence as Kuzni's continues to wane. His loss is their gain. If Grom Legale would prosper from this, then why help me? I think you've answered your own <laughs> question. Right. The process of curse removal is simple enough. To protect myself, however, we will say a prayer for Grom Legale. <laughs> you oh, and no. me together. Oh God. Oh man. Bye, Graven. Very well. <laughs> Donovan leans forward, sort of slowly getting his elbows on his knees. And this frail man moves with a kind of swagger almost this true you you've felt this what he feels before that pure faith that that sense of absolute knowing that you know his god and him are in sync with each other so even as frail of body that faith invigorates him and that as he moves towards you and you are such a commanding physical presence compared to this frail old man and yet it is he who who moves with confidence and without fear as he approaches you and without even asking he reaches forward and he grabs the finger that has the ring on it and he kind of pulls it toward himself and he takes his right hand and he wraps his hand around it so that you can't see the ring and he clasps the other hand on top. Repeat after me. Life maker. Graven keeps the image of Orba and Cliff standing behind her in his head. Life maker. Breath giver. Breath giver. Father of regeneration. Father of regeneration. Wielding in one hand blood. Wielding in one hand blood. And in the other vigor. And in the other vigor. 
We stand in awe of what you create. We stand in awe of what you create. Protect us with devotion. Protect us with devotion. Warm us with spirit. Warm us with spirit. Your vitality is... Oh, no. And Donovan's lips continue to move. And for a moment, you think he's simply mouthing a silent portion of the prayer. But then you realize it's not just him. Sure. All sound has been drowned out. The sounds of the river outside. Just a void and a slight ringing in your ears. An uncomfortable, scratchy heat enters your throat and nose, almost like a, a burp after eating something horrifically spicy that kind of comes back up and out with that pained sort of heat. And you continue to watch his face and his lips move as he possibly finishes the prayer. You're not sure. You reach for the words that Donovan is offering to you, but something in your head resists. The letters that you need to put together to form the prayer scattered throughout your mind so you can only mumble falteringly and unintelligibly. You have this intuitive clarity that you must complete the prayer or Donovan will not be able to remove the curse. But your consciousness continues to unravel as something within you is fighting against this. The point where areas of your mind are being stretched apart like islands in the sky. It gets so bright all of a sudden that you can barely open your eyes. And you find yourself almost in a dreamscape above the clouds. Mm -hmm. The sun above you looming so large that you feel you could reach out and touch it. You look around and you see letters floating and in a script as if written by a spectral hand floating in the air. A couple letters here, A, C, T, R all throughout these small islands floating in the sky. You need these letters. You must have them to complete the prayer. But you do not know which ones to take. Oh my god. And you see next to you, he's not in a physical form, but a, a sort of spectral-looking Donovan Ainsley is still holding yeah. his hand out. And you can move your hand and it passes through him. He's not physically informed there. I but can't he can't make keeps, eye contact with him. He's he not. doesn't regard you at all. Yep. You seem to have separated yourself from a physical form here in this kind of clouded dreamscape. And you look around and see the letters around you. And that's where we're going to take a short oh, break. Oh, shit! God. God damn it! As we figure out, I'm gonna have to fight for these letters. Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> audio. My first guess is audio. No, mine's later. Oh, get out. <laughs> I don't know about Oh my god. That is where we're gonna take a quick break. As Graven attempts to complete the prayer of Grom Legale, keep his brain in one piece. Yeah. And hopefully, when he wakes up, there won't be a dead old man on the floor. But oh, you can oh. strangle two people in the same family. No. Oh my God. At least the Tell person. your son I said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> my son told me. Oh. That's where we're going to take a quick oh, break. Wow. Um, oh we're God. going back to, I'm just going to say really quick, a 15-minute break. We're, we're now sort of in a more comfortable space. We're so happy to have our wonderful new space that oh. we're going back to our old length break of 15 minutes so that we can get back to the storytelling a little quicker, a little extra time on the back end 
for a little more tabletop knowledge. But yes. Really quickly, uh, it's Dave Mars just reset for seven months. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Yeah. Hopeful Optimus bidded 100 bits oh. a little while ago, and then Let's start Rainmocker resub for four months. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all so very Appreciate much. it so much. We will be back uh, very soon, um, and we'll find out whether Graven can uh, get a little taste of Grom the Gale. You've had you've mm-hmm. had Kuzni. Time to see if if you enjoy a little Grom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will. Oh my God! Please don't. Hopefully, Optimus just did another 100 bits. Thank you. Hey. Yay. Thank you guys very very much. We'll be right back on the other side. Uh, usual recap. Recap two minutes into two the minutes video in. now, oh, no. and then oh, the map is five tight. minutes after that. Oh, so enjoy. It's a tweet. Fifteen. Yeah, let's get to that toy fifteen. We'll be back. <laughs> Tabletop Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. Consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram at tabletopnotch and Twitter at tabletop underscore notch. They'll have updates and announcements and some really funny stuff. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. And now, back to our story. Welcome back, everybody, to chapter 91 of A Peek Beneath the Veil. Before we jump back in... Ho- uh, yeah, Hopeful Optimus gifted a sub to FNAF. Thank you so very much. Thank you much. very much. Optimus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy the stream and enjoy this pseudo combat of sorts. Mm. Let's actually blow it up on the letters, man. As Graven enters a kind of dreamscape here, where a number of floating letters, as Graven tries to piece together the words of this prayer, as they continue to elude him, he's sort of trying to focus on what Donovan might have been finishing at the end of his sentence. Mm -hmm. Protect us with devotion. Warm us with spirit. Your vitality is and then trails off. So you look around. There's these kind of floating islands here. The island that you're on, another one in front of you. You see a couple of kind of stone bridges that bridge these islands. These faded ones in the background seem to be deep in the distance, sort of unable to be accessed as far as you can tell. Mm -hmm. But in front of you, you see A, B, C, D, and then beyond a number of other letters. What do you do, Graven? I will run to that A. If that is a physical thing that I can do. So, Graven, you start to kind of move quickly, and it it almost like you're moving through underwater. It takes a little bit of extra effort to kind of pass through the air here. You feel light on your feet as if gravity affects you less. And as you bounce over to the letter A, you reach out. And you touch it, and immediately the sort of, as if it was calligraphy jumping off a page, it swirls around your finger and the letter kind of dissipates and then swirls up into the sky where it appears in a new spot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me see if I did this correctly. They're stickers. They are. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Oh my god, you're like Vanna White. There's only one egg. Let me see if I can move this down a little bit so I can see. Yeah, that's good. Appears in the sky and then the calligraphy swirls once more and appears in another spot as well. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I get all the uses of each letter. Yeah, wait, I'm gonna solve this shit too. Hey. Nah. Nah. Uh-huh. Orb is outside. I'd like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Superior would be so screwed. 
<laughs> no, she can't do map. So these letters, you can, so you can see it kind of here in the map. There's this kind of altar, and that's where the spectral image of, of Donovan Ainsley is. He's sort of okay. kneeling on this altar with his hand still out as if he was still gripping your finger, and the letters are kind of appearing above his head as once again, it's almost as if they're coming from his mouth and finding their way up into the sky, so yeah. the prayer sort of makes itself known to you. Okay. What do you do next? Uh, if I'm right there next to it, I'll try to grab it the bee. Great, reach over. Once again, the sort of ink as if it's floating, like as if you had droplets of ink in water, and they kind of form these little blips that float and swirl around your hand. Okay. That's a good sign. Abs, abs, I have abs. <laughs> a good god has huge abs. <laughs> Ripped abs. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Word is bow. <laughs> Be serious. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> B-O. Um, uh, over to the D. Once again, weightless, bounding across the streamscape. Okay. Touches the D. <laughs> I gesture to the knob. <laughs> Swirling once more, it reaches the air above Spectral Donovan's head and begins to appear. And it's another one. if you get it wrong, though? I don't he know. dies instantly. All oh, this is for naught. Shut up. Oh my god. Oh my god, don't you fucking say that. Oh. Oh, double D. There's gotta be more. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's <clears> more. Bingo okay. bongo. Okay. Okay. Where did the sentence end? Or what did he say? So it was protect us with devotion, warm us with spirit. Your vitality is. Okay. And that's where he trailed off. So I'm gonna kind of moving back and forth. You see the spectral Donovan and the letters appearing above his head, and you still you feel like pieces of it are kind of breaking through as you're trying to once again figure out where what you might have heard before, what might have sort of completed this prayer, reaching the recesses of your memory. I'm gonna run past the C okay. to the E for now. Oh. Once again, peering above the altar. There's a few of these here. Can I get from here to here? Uh, you can with a little jump. Oh, just a little jump, you say. Hold on, there's a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Do you need a peeler? Do you need help? No, no, okay. These are fairly easy. I just need to do it. You're doing great. Let's go. <laughs> it's in the past tense. One last one appears. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I know it. I know it. Okay. Uh, straight, straight to the F. Okay. 
that's it, I'll jump over to the R. Give me an athletics check. Oh, seven, seven. You leap, and as you reach the chasm overneath, you look underneath you, and the clouds are almost passing underneath as if quickly moving rain clouds. And the gap that seemed short at first stretches a little further. Can I try to reach, reach, you reach out? And you catch the edge of it. And almost you can feel the clouds passing by. They leave this kind of condensation on your skin. Mm-hmm. Hanging here on the edge of nothing. Pull myself up slowly. You pull yourself up on the other side. I'm turning your phone up. As I, oh, uh, as I look, thank you. As I look around, (laughs) heading towards the R, do I see any other figures? It's just letters. Give me a perception check. Okay. Other again, other than uh, Donovan. Yes. Perception seventeen. 17, so far nothing but letters. Okay. And R. the spectral dome. Yep. Um, uh, uh, is this a step up here? Um, th- no, that's all part of the okay. same thing. There's just um, a ridge there, kind straight of. Straight to the T, then. Right. Oh, go right past the S. back to the S. Reaches back. Touch the S. Swirling up the arm cam. It starts to dispel into the sky. And it lingers there for a moment. Oh no. And it comes swirling back down. Oh, I'm gonna have to fight this S now. And a shrouded figure with a sort of curtain. You can see it's it's a humanoid figure, but its head, the neck stretches out and then curls back, and its back leg curls in a way that it limps forward, and it has this S-shaped figure. And it leans forward for a spectral attack. And you make a, 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 a initiative roll for me. Six. Six as well. Okay, what's your dexterity modifier? Uh, zero. Then the S is gonna go first Fuck. there. So I have what I had on me, which is just shield and mace. Yes, no, and they're kind of spectral in form, but they're, they look akin to what you already had. Yeah. Great, so with its long neck, it kind of reaches forward, and it opens its mouth and clamps onto you mm-hmm. as best it can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a 14 to hit. That'll hit. And that hits. Oh my I have different letters. I have different special uh, Four um, necrotic damage. Oh, oh, no. As, oh, as it reaches no. in your neck and. Oh my god. Now you feel it drain the life from you. You have a healing potion. And the letter stands there writhing. Here, she gave me the healing potion. Oh, I do it have the one from earlier. No, no, no. no she actually gave me the other one from before, yeah. 
do I know? It's your turn, Graven. Work now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pop that heal if it works. Right. I'm gonna try the you take sort of healing potion. Reach into your pocket and try to rummage and see if physical items kind of manifest themselves in this world. And you take out what appears to be kind of a healing potion bottle, and you go to pop it. Oh no! Oh, fuck. And it disappears Shit. in your hands. Oh, the physical manifestations not carrying over into this round. Okay. Yeah. Do I still have an action? Can I try something else? Yeah, we'll else? say that wasn't an action. Yeah, um, you reached it. I don't have any spell slots, but can I attempt to? You may pull on. Hmm? I'll try to go to cast uh, cure wounds on myself. Okay. <laughs> And the magic energy flows through you. Oh, magic no. staying within the grasp of this world. Uh, go ahead and roll for it. Oh my god. So even without spell slots? Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Third level. No. <laughs> you die. Oh. Um, I think it's just a D8. Um. And as the energy from the spell flows into you, and you feel that healing energy... You look um, up just as the healing energy is pouring into you, and the sun no gets ever brighter, like Whoa. burning your skin, sizzling on your back as if just unprotected by this blaring light. And you can tell that your ability to cast spells seems to be at will, but every time you do so, the heat of a glaring divine energy burns down on you. Okay. So you are able to heal yourself even without the slots HP. Good, good, good. And the uh, sun ticks up one brightness level there. Okay. Ticks up one brightness Uh, level. That's my action. And the S is going to... It's going to attempt to wrap itself around you. I need you to give me athletics check. Athletics. 14. 16. 16. It attempts to wrap and you grab it by its long neck and kind of pull it back over. Oh, and throw it forward. <laughs> what do you do? It's still within, like, melee of yeah, me, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to use, uh, like, a disengage? What's the... Yeah, to I can not do that, incur right? an attack of opportunity. Yes. Yeah, I'm okay. just going to kind of, like, push off of it and run towards... <sighs> I'm going to run over this way to the O. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, I only have 30 feet. Yes, you um, do. Do you want me to move it? If you can reach it. Yeah, I'm just scooting my microphone. Scooting this way? Five. Uh, measure that, though. Yeah, so oh, per square. Five, 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 10, five, 15, 20. Yep, gets okay. you about there. Yeah. Yep. So Graven starts to, again, this sort of bounding long strides. You go over that little gap, feet hit the ground, and you just keep running there. Is there, forgive me, is there a difference between disengage and. Uh, there's just a. There's an action that's just like. Here. Uh-huh. Do- mm. Dodge is yep. giving disadvantage on attacks. Yes, but it would still get an attack of opportunity. Um, Actions. But would it have disadvantage on both of them? Like, On both of them? As in, like, a, an attack of opportunity and whatever attack it made on its turn. Yes. Until the start of your next turn, any attack roll made against you, it has to be an attack roll, so it couldn't be, you know, a saving throw or something right. like that, has disadvantage if you can see the attacker, which you currently can. Okay. It's, is it too late to take that action instead? Sure, instead of the disengage? Sure. Yeah. So it's going to make an attack of opportunity here. Okay. Uh, 11 to Miss. Hit. Miss. Yay. So... <sighs> You fly through the sort of limitless make air there. Make it to here. Okay, so it's that's your 30 feet of movement there. Yeah. So 
Yes, it's gonna move forward. Do you want to move that? It's gonna just move. Basically, yeah, the same. But it has. Oops, yeah, it's stuck to the. Oh my god. So it actually has less than 30 feet of movement, so it had to dash to get to you. Oh, excellent. So it kind of gets a little closer, but it doesn't able to make an attack this right. turn. I'll do the same thing again and just kind of, you know, feel out what its limits are, take the dodge action, okay. and move to the... To the O? Well, in between the O and the N. Okay, yeah. can, can someone reach out? Yeah. Great. The O, the o and the N. Between Great. the O yep. and the N. Uh, yeah. A 13 to hit. That hits. Okay. Uh, four necrotic damage again, as it <laughs> snaps out at you and just, again, it doesn't feel like a physical pain, but it nips at the back of your heels and feels almost like it's tearing parts of your essence out from behind you. <sighs> Each time losing a little bit of life force that's just draining slowly from you. All right. Can I reach the O and the N at the same time? Kind of reach out with both hands? Uh, it's a bit of a stretch. Give me an athletics check. <gasps> get get pumped to fight two letters. <laughs> Uh, tw- uh, 22. Oh, 22. Yeah. And you stretch out, and it feels like almost like your shoulders even elongate a little bit as you will yourself <laughs> to get out as far as you possibly can, and you touch both. The letters swirling. Yeah, if you want to. I got you. Oh, right here, right here. I should just stay on it. Yeah. It's an the letter appearing above the altar. There we go. Another letter appearing. Oh. What? What? And the N as well. What five ten? About ten feet. Ten, of ten yep. feet. Uh, I'm gonna run over to the L. I think I can make it there. With okay. Another twenty, uh, another 20 feet. You can. Yep. Yeah. Here. Can you help me out? I'll just stand Fifteen. Yeah. You even have five feet All of movement right. left. L. Yeah. I think that L's sliding in after the O. Thank you. I'm just letting you know that I think that that's what's happening. I really hope the mic is picking up on the. the Wait. Oh. I got it. I got it. Oh. I think I just got it. I don't got it. (laughs) Yeah. You have five feet of movement left, and you actually still have an action. Um, I'll turn and uh, uh, try to do a. um, No, I gotta heal myself again. I'm gonna try to. Can I try to pull on a second level? You can try whatever you'd like. I'm gonna try to pull on a second level cure wounds okay. for myself. Give me a religion <clears throat> check. Okay, not a strong suit of mine. Ten. Ten. You try to pull on that energy and you aren't able to find quite you aren't able to summon up that level of, of spell. You are able to cast it a first level. Uh. Okay and the okay. sun blares ever brighter. 
making it even harder to see the letters kind of swirling and bouncing and fading in and out in the distance. And not only with the light, you hear a voice from above trying to penetrate through this light and get to you from below. He's mad. He's so mad. Guys, he's really mad. Oh, Ten more HP. Can you heal yourself? Um, okay. And jelloed. You can, <laughs> you can see in the sky, like, <laughs> little tears in the light that you expect with a tear being able to see something through it, but instead the tears just let in more light, like these fissures kind of coming through the ceiling and blaring down on you with their divine light. All right? You still have five feet of movement. Yeah. Why am I so stupid? You can do it. He's an idiot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to push you here. Yeah, Where I'm gonna, going? I'm gonna, I'm gonna head in this direction. So, John, if you, or yeah, if you push me, yeah. All right. Great. Once again, the S-shaped figure swirls toward you. Oh shit. You have room to stand on. Son. This gonna snap at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 to hit. Misses. Miss. Nice. So this nice time, sort of, with your spectral shield <laughs> facing it this time instead of, you know, it nipping at you from behind you. And your shield is translucent, so you see its maw kind of open up Ugh. and clash against the outside of your shield and you push it back. Your turn. Um, I'm gonna dodge again. Or, mm, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dash. Okay. So I'm gonna try to move... Full, yeah, this way over to the V. So the v. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. 10, 30. Yeah. 10, 15, 20. So you have 10, you, you have 10 feet of 10 movement left. after dashing. Yep. V. Oh, it goes no. up into the sky. Oh, and comes back down. Damn it. And it anchors itself to another spectral figure. A lot of B-team letters down there. I'm sure chat is been <laughs> with me right now. They're actually pretty tame. They're pretty tame. Yeah. All right. You have 10 feet of movement left. They oh, wait. Left, yeah, I need to make an attack of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> no one's watching. So the S is making an attack of opportunity. Um, uh, nine to hit. Yes. Okay. Um, so I dashed again here. Did I already do it? Hmm? Did I already make an attack of opportunity? No. No. They missed it. I mean, yes. <laughs> Clear your mind, Graven. Um, you I run back. I'm gonna run back. Um. Oh, oh. Um, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go past it right um, to if I've got five left or ten. You got ten left. Here. Mm-hmm. And the W. You reach out. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Oh. Okay. Up sky. Okay. And it flies in the direction of the okay. altar. Okay. You got it. Okay, okay. Oh my god, why was that so hard? <laughs> You're under a lot of pressure, that's why. Okay. That is the oh, end of your turn. Yeah, yeah. That's the end. 
So the spectral V comes in first, and this time it, again, sort of a humanoid figure, but its head split right down the middle into two kind of hanging shapes. Mm -hmm. So two halves of its head kind of move forward, and it tries to envelop you. Uh, That is a 17 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. You take five necrotic damage. Okay. (laughs) The essence being torn from you as it clamps down. Now the S, I don't think, can reach you. 20 dash 5 15 20. What kind of a gap does this look like here? Jumpable, but bigger than the one you did last time? Yep. Here we go. Um, disengage. Okay. And 1, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Oh. I'd have to wait until next turn, probably, if I'm gonna. Because it. 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh. To get to the narrowest part would take a. You could leap from a little earlier. Like, could I go through the Z, kind of, without touching it? As far as. Uh, you would definitely touch it. As far as you could tell, anytime you even. Yeah. As soon as you touch the letter, it started to react to you. So you can pass through it, but it would presumably react from what you've seen so far. From my. Experience of them forming. Does it seem like I would have a moment to kind of through it before it corporealized and reached if out to you me? you were quick enough, perhaps? Oh, shit. There's a lot of ifs there, but oh sorry. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna disengage and I'm gonna sprint straight through. Okay. And as I'm running, kind of call out in his direction. To be feared and welcome. Craven starts to run and he's shouting and you can see like the nipping bits of these oh lettered ah. creatures like reaching out at you and you dodge out of the way of one and the S kind of sticks its head forward and you leap over the biting S and you get to the Z and you touch the Z and it immediately starts to form into again kind of a misshapen creature in this lettered form and you finish welcomed. <laughs> <sighs> Oh. oh, I thought it was well poked. Yep. Yep, that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Shut up. That's what I said, retro. Uh, retro. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair and well poked. And you're back in the room. And he has his hand around your finger again. And as if nothing happened, he finishes the rest of the prayer. Oh, shit. To be feared and welcomed. <sighs> to be feared and welcomed. And he pulls, and the ring slides <gasps> off. And you can feel, even though the ring itself doesn't remove the curse after being removed, you feel a burden lifted, a weight no longer on your shoulders, a, a connection to this attuned item that has snapped and broken. I will keep this ring. Grom Legale demands it be destroyed, for it is capable of granting the power of death to those who are not worthy of wielding such magic. I also need you to roll 1d4 for me. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Four. You die four times. <laughs> <laughs> Make four death saving throws. Yeah. Just kidding, you're dead. 
you feel a connection to Kuzni lost. Not fully, but a piece of his knowledge that is just like a a piece of wood that's just lingering on the edge that just over time snaps and scatters in the wind. And you lose the ability to cast the <gasps> Scorching Ray spell. You don't use that that much. <laughs> and you gain the spiritual weapon spell always prepared as a cleric of the life domain would have because a piece of Grom Legale, <gasps> where the piece of Kuzni broke off, it has been replaced by some kind of connection to the god of life. So now spectral weapon is always prepared, or spiritual, spiritual weapon, weapon. Spiritual weapon is always prepared as those other light domain... That is sick. <laughs> but Scorching Ray is no longer a spell. Scorching Ray. Okay. 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 Wow. Okay. Okay. Graven's gonna sit with that for a, a moment and I can't offer you much in the way of payment. But if you would have anything of me. We have already taken what we want. Oh my god. For Kauzni to be weak and Grom Legale to be strong, <laughs> that is payment enough. Very well. Now go, Graven of Kauzni. Look for further opportunities to let the power of other beings beyond the mortal world to fill these fissures that your god has cracked open in your soul. You must, or you will break before you can live the life you wish. Oh god, super cleric. <laughs> Thank you. You really don't remember, do you? I remember very little, to be honest. The last time we met, you did not thank me, nor would you ever dream of doing such a thing. Did we fight? And he smiles. Yes. It was quite something. Hmm. A rematch someday, perhaps. <laughs> yes, perhaps. I am old, <laughs> and I must sleep. <laughs> Rest. I imagine I'll be seeing you again. Picks up the candle. Shuffles slowly over to the door. 
And just as you're passing through the door, you hear the and the light goes out. Graven comes out of the door, kind of standing fully tall. And for Graven, feeling like hours had passed for Orba was 10, 15 minutes that Graven was inside. Hey! Hello. Uh, That was fast, and you look well. Yes, quite successful, yes. We should go, though. Okay. Is, is, and Orb is going to look and see if the ring is on him anymore? I, the, his hold over me is gone. There is... The danger is gone. Wonderful news. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's go, go get some sleep. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, a little bit of it. A little bit, little bit. yes. Yes. Uh, I, I say he has no hold over me. If he keeps his word, we will be keeping away from each other, so... Oh, Okay. Got it. Yeah. But I'm going to describe him to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, if, yeah. If, you can, if you, I mean, you didn't for any see reason. any of his his like skin or anything. You oh, you've right. seen him a masked figure. Yeah, just clothes. masked figure. Yeah. I mean, you can describe yes. the clothing he was wearing. Yeah, and I I saw like the color of his hands sure. and such. Mm-hmm. Okay. Describe what I know. This build mm-hmm. and color of his hands. Um, okay. Seemed human. No, oh, I know you could. Human. No, you couldn't see that from what you saw. Did you get that information from someone else? You from might Bizarre, have. I imagine. You might have. Yeah, but yeah. from you couldn't tell from when you saw him masked. Yeah. If you didn't know otherwise, you wouldn't know. Basically. All right. Yes. Yes. Right. So look out for a masked figure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is foolish, but. Why didn't he take it off? What? When he saw you. I imagine he wants to remain as anonymous as he can. Well, I suppose he's more identifiable as Senka's servant if, if he's wearing the mask, right? Hmm. Like, why would you wear it? Why would he want me to have more information? I suppose if he was going to reveal who he was, he already know. then he would wear the mask. Still, I knew who I was odd. down there looking for. Yeah. And, and he knew what I knew. I was clumsy. So maybe he doesn't wear the mask most of the time? Right, yeah, out and about, I would imagine that he can kind of hide in plain sight. Interesting. In his, although, if Senka saw him, she would know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to handle this. I can't, I do not understand why Senka did not care about the the crystal. That Uh, makes no sense to me. Yeah, probably because she's possessed or something. There must... (laughs) Perhaps it immediately broke whatever hold she had on him, and he was waiting in the wings. He he knew my every move, so he knew that I was out there, you know, near the station, and perhaps he knew that it, it was on the cusp of happening, and he was literally waiting. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a very messed up house they have going on over I, there. I, uh, it should be... We need to address it more, but I, I have more pressing things, like... Sleep. Well, like pockets. Pockets! And, yes, Let's I go! Know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like pockets and, and maybe a broken crown contract or two. Yes. Before we leave the city. Okay. Oh, I need to get my armor back as well. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I think that's tonight. All right. Oh tonight is in. We go to bed and wake up, and then it's tonight. Yes. Okay. There's a... My did I tell you about this? Jousting. There's a jousting match. You did, yes. Yeah, I only have one ticket, I think. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's Okay. All right, let's go. Okay, 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 okay. Remount your horses. 
You start to ride. It's a very quiet ride back to Wamparanina. The roads between Nagarwas and the coastal township. Not so traveled here in the deep night. I mean, you will be getting back to Wamparanina around five in the morning. Oh. As the sun rises. Taking a nap, baby. So as you kind of are just starting to reach the city <clears throat> limits, in fact, just as you're starting to reach it, activity is just starting to pick up. You start <laughs> to see some early wagons that look like they're departing from Wampuranina in the direction of Nagarwas and the other townships. So you get there, a little bit of red sun on the horizon across the water. It kind of slopes down toward the coast, so you have a view of the sun coming up over the buildings. And you see some, way out in the distance, some of the larger ships that are kind of coming in for an early port to be loaded and unloaded in Wampuranina. You get back to all hands on deck. You find your way in. Only the most regular and drunkest and <laughs> passing outest of patrons still left within the bar. Vane Mohawker's not there to be seen anymore. You Saddest do not see him, as far as you can tell. Indeed. Have we been seeing Hatchet this whole night, by the way? Um, not since you got back. From destroying the crystal? Yes. Okay. Not since you got back from that. Yep. Fucker, I was missing Mike and I. Oh, yeah. And I have a promo code. Yes. <laughs> right. Anything you wish to do before heading up the stairs? Um, oh, yeah. We have the key. It's five ish. No. Yeah, especially if we don't see anybody of note in the room. Not that you can do. Room, yeah. yeah. Even Brick's not there. Like, it's, he seems like he has a, a younger. A uh, younger boy who watches the bar that's sort of least busy hours of the evening. Um, all right, I really only have time to just rest my eyes for a little while before I get to the to the tall ports. Of course. Um, is there anything you need to do in the morning? I know we don't, we try to stick together. No, I'm here to help whatever people need. Okay. Uh, you're welcome to come with me if I'm... <laughs> The other two usually have designs for you in some way. Yeah, so. usually. But, but it's right at the port, so you you're like right nearby. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Great. All right. Let's get a little shut eye. Okay. Uh, before we go to bed, Orb is just gonna yes. write a quick note and put it under their door, just okay. saying successful resting till eight a.m. or something. Okay. That's like three hours from. Now. Yeah. Okay. Right, so you find your way up to what was Erlen's room. Now you guys open the door, lay your heads down to rest. Some people passing you in the hall sort of <laughs> getting, up, getting, on yeah. the, getting their stuff on, kind of sweaty a little bit from hangover and nighttime oh, activities deep so into the sorry. evening. Some hair at the dog. And you find your way to rest. So the question is, how long is everyone resting for? The two of you went to bed at Erland a little bit after, but around 2 a.m. Yeah. So to get a long rest, you'd be getting up at around 10 a.m. You were going to bed at around 5 a.m. So you tell me how long you wish to sleep for about. I need a long rest. Okay, so if you're resting the full amount. Yeah. Okay, Erland as well. Let me double check. I just I need my spell slots and my HP. <laughs> Yeah, I want. I gotta get up. I gotta get. I'm sepsis. Yeah, I'm long resting as well. Yeah. Okay. And that puts you up at when? That puts me at uh, 10 a.m. Okay. 10. Don't you need a yeah, we're rest? both getting up. I mean, I could. I I could use it, but did Sarnero specifically say to come before like people came in the morning? He just said uh, to not wait until the evening because I don't know. Did you relay the the tournament? The jousting is at Sarndaro's place. Yeah, yeah. So okay, he was like, okay, "Don't okay. come." So while as long the as I come in the morning, on. afternoon, I'm fine. Yeah, as long as it's not Great. the evening when the tournament's happening. Monk is still waiting for me. Oh my god. 
So Graven and Norbon? I'm really only gonna rest my eyes for about two hours. If you need to fill your reserves, do it. You're coming right back after Pocket's meeting? I have no idea what I'm going to learn there. <laughs> I will Jeez. promise nothing. Well, I hate that answer. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe I will be of more use if I'm rested, so do your thing, but try to come by and let us know. I'll, I'll come back and report, yes. A long rest for me is like, I'm waking up at like 1, 1 p.m. I need you to pretend to be a mutant for me. I know. <laughs> Or was gonna start a long rest with no intention of finishing it. Wait until someone shakes you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say if you go with the intention of taking a long rest and you're not like going to bed with that intention, someone will need to wake you, or you'll probably sleep. That's what you I won't mean, just yeah. be like, I want to wake up now. No, yeah, yeah. she's okay, gonna great. rest. But if resting wakes with the intention of long rest. Fuck sure. Off. All right, everybody, take your long rest, Graven. You can take a short rest. You have enough time. And when are you getting up? Uh, like. Oh my god, you're really... Uh, yeah, eight. Two, man. Okay. Um, so you sleep for a couple so hours. Like three hours. Uh, two and a half. Do I have the HP that I gained and lost in that you fight? You do. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna use, like, the last two of my, um... Hit dice? Hit dice, yeah. Okay. So full heals for the long resters. Although, Orba, keep track yeah, in case somebody one. wakes you. Keep track of what your HP was at or whatever. Long rests for Erland and Sephira. Uh, so that's the sepsis draining itself from your skin as you wake up, no longer bearing the sort of marks of plague or. Oh God, I gotta run into one of those guys and they'd be like, "Hey, what happened? You're better now." <laughs> what healer did you go to? You did great work. Yeah. Oh my God. Marvin Bishop. <laughs> I've been telling you, he got into healing. Uh, he got into healing. <laughs> oh hell yeah. You've been misinformed. <laughs> no, sir. You've been misinformed. Oh, he's like, I know that guy really well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the studio and the cup. Um, I, 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 I don't heal too much. <laughs> I'm too healthy. <laughs> yeah. I, I just rolled Graydon 16. Dies, I'm I'm charcoal and collie pellets. Six. I turned you around. Are. 16 plus 6 is that 22. Really is I just gained 22 oh, HP. I'm not a gentle <laughs> No, you have some gems. I believe it. Not high ones. Like <laughs> you don't have any mediums. I don't have mediums or high ones. You had a high one? I don't one? think we had a high one. No, we, we never did. had a high. But I don't have either. <laughs> More than what has never been lost. I didn't have a high then, but, but I, I still don't. I didn't don't. have a then, but I did have a medium one. What do you have to do to get a high gentle voice? And as Graven sleeps, you also kind of run that prayer through your head a number of times. Mm. Sort of that, uh, especially yeah. that ending portion. Protect us with devotion, warm us with spirit. Your vitality is to be feared and welcomed. Give me a religion check as you're sort of mm. in your sleep. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm gonna also uh, concentrate on the, that thing, that, the circular kind of wheel motion. Oh that, yeah, uh, sure. Nice. Uh, religion check, you yep. said? religion check. Eight. Eight. Feel like maybe you've heard that before somewhere, but you're not entirely sure where. Mm. Just sort of something that you had that impression that you, even maybe not super recently, but since your travels with your companions, have heard that, mm. but unable to place where that is. Yeah, just kind of feeling like feeling the like ethereal weapon kind of like flashing in and out of my like mind Whoa. as though it's there almost like yeah. like a mace made entirely of light or something <laughs> it just keeps like oh baby 
Regard Orba's like snoozing body <laughs> deep, deep there, passing out after a long, long day. drooling. <laughs> and for a place so raucous at night, waking up at the deck is rather pleasant. The fresh, salty air greeting you as you rise, and the sounds of the other patrons' groggy footsteps in the halls as it almost has a kind of dormitory feel to it, like you're all kind of getting up morning to attend your classes, except everyone's you know hungover. <laughs> no, not so different. Yeah. <laughs> and while you may not have a curriculum, you do have an agenda. One that calls to you from the various corners of Navikapura. People and places that may hold vital clues for what the future has in store for you. What do you do, Graven? So the, the hour approaches eight. You can hear a little bit of morning din. You know uh, from being here before that the breakfast hours aren't quite as busy here. People kind of grab a meal and take it to the ports or... or Corners of Wamperoni, not, but um, I'll I'll do that. I I want to keep my mace and shield. People carry weapons and shields in the city. It's like uh, the shield's a little bulky, cumbersome. Like that would be slightly unusual for someone who wasn't clearly a member of the Broken Crown or the militia or something. It wouldn't be threatening, but yeah. it would stand out a little bit. The big shawl that, uh, uh, what's her face? Seager left Seager behind. left me. Mm-hmm. Could I kind of position my shield on me, on my back maybe, and then have that over it? Yeah, there'd be a little circle on your back. Yeah. I mean... I'm gonna keep it with me. Okay. I'm gonna keep it with me. And I'll go downstairs and kind of go to the... Where people are, seem to be ordering sure. a, yep. f- a breaking of fast. Mm-hmm. It's the young boy that's still sort of there working the very sort of early... Uh, breakfast hours here. Um, anything I can get you? A uh, simple meal that um, I can take on the road. Sure, just a bit of buckwheat bread. Please. Some eggs. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, just four copper. Right. I'll give it to him. You can hear the guy sizzling in the back there as the cook whips up some eggs, a little bit of bread kind of there on the hot griddle and they come out. Just a simple meal, a little bit of sustenance there in the morning. Great. Four copper, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. As soon as I get it, I'll take it and kind of walk towards it. You kind of wrap it in a little napkin and walk with it. Where are you headed, Graven? To the tall ports. Uh, Again, keeping an eye to see if I clock people following me. Okay, give me a perception check now, no longer with disadvantage. Eight. Eight? You don't see anyone? The the streets are a little more crowded now, so it certainly would be easier for someone to move about without sort of being suspicious or sticking their head out. However, no one catches your eye. It's possible that some word got around. If there was a bunch of people following you, as there was the night before, you feel like you might have seen someone here or there. So either the crowd has thinned or word has gotten back. You're not sure which exactly. I will... I want to keep an eye out for that because if I can get close to one again, okay, I would like to yeah. know. <laughs> you, do, you definitely don't see one that's okay. lurking close enough to approach. Okay. You head in the direction of the tall ports? Yeah. All right, start to head in that direction. We're going to jump forward a little bit and have the waking hours here for Erland and Safira. Getting your bearings at around 10 a.m. And once again, a little bit of activity downstairs and in the rooms across the hall, doors creaking, open footsteps, heavy boots, people kind of hopping down the hallway and putting boots on at the same time as they might be late to their job at the ports. Am I waking up in bed with him? We're yeah. In this yeah. So I'm going to kind of like, like, when I get up, kind of like climb over him to get off. 
Um, and I'm gonna go to the door to like look because I I suspect that there might have been some kind of like note or something sure. left. So I you see I... the note on the floor. All right, I'm going to pick up the note. What, what, what does it say? Oh, it, oh, just, it just... said like waking up at 8 a.m. and we were successful. Okay. But now it's not accurate because I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, great. Well, okay. Oh, in parentheses it says now it's not accurate. <laughs> oh, really? Subject to change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, success. All that says success. So, problem solved. Uh, problem solved, I suppose. Now more problems. Now more problems. What are your problems for the day? Well, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll start with mine. So my problems for the day are supposed to see Sondero. Uh, I'd like to do that because it didn't go so well for me the first time and I'd sure. like to get it right that was the second time so that's um, in the west yeah so I have to go there but we also told Warber and I said to Massif that we were going to do that other thing I don't know if that's going to happen today where we're going to go explore the um, outpost I, I don't think we have time for that today because I also need to talk to Mohan Fowler right I can't go on that anymore <clears throat> I'm oh well, because of because of <laughs> right. What else is there? Everything else? I mean, how... You know Do what I that reckon... is. Yep, you know what that is. Fuck's <laughs> sake! Well, that could have gone better. So They wanted to put one on Orba and myself. I was able to she negotiate it so that I just had one. Oh. oh, brilliant. We owe 400 gold to the Broken Crown. I think you mentioned that, yeah. And... Um, 30% of all further contracts will be going to them. Oh, okay. And then I get... So how many contracts off. does that mean we're going to have to... Do? I mean, I suppose it depends on how much they pay. Fuck's sake. But Warba was very specific in saying that I can't join on this particular one. Warba right. seems to have some plan no, to... No, it doesn't particularly matter because he doesn't have to sign off on it. We don't necessarily have to go with him. We can go on our own. That wasn't a requirement. I mean... So what is it you need to find on this mission? I, I honestly don't know if it's better to go with him or without him. Because if you go with him and, you know, uh, according to what Massive suspects, he suspects that the Broken Crown and Void 2 could be collaborating in some capacity. So if I go with Warber, and Warber's a part of that in any, you know, capacity, which I don't think he necessarily is, but if any of the men that he brought along with him were... Slow down, slow down. Then... <laughs> He, you know, it might be worse for us. We might be, he might obscure information that we find at the scene. If any information that we find does implicate the Broken Crown working with Void 2. So maybe it's better that we go alone is what I'm saying. Well, we leave Navigapura, I believe, at some point in time tomorrow. Right? I believe that's we nice. were supposed to, yeah. I don't know what happens if we don't. No, we must. That's what we've all been contracted uh, for. Okay, well, that's too much stuff to do in one day, so... So then it sounds like perhaps this evening or later this afternoon we should attempt to go on this contract before Warber and his men proceed. I suppose, but I have to talk to Mohan Fowler before we leave. I, I can't leave here without having talked to him. That's an important conversation for me. Right. So and I, we wanted to talk to... Vain Mahakra. Fucking Vain Mahakra too. Fuck's sake. All right, I can't keep them all straight. Okay, I need to head west as well. So perhaps we see if Vain Mahakra is available because he's somewhere near here. Okay, and then I can go to Sorandera if and he is. Sure. After. Perhaps. Have you used your um, Steedaway pass <laughs> yet? No. Yeah. Well, no. perhaps we can. It might be open today. Actually. Oh right. Well, I suppose we could just pay. Or we can negotiate our way in if need be. 
Let's see if Vane I mean, Mahakra's... let's not bank on that, Let's but see yeah. if Vane Mahakra's having breakfast, perhaps, downstairs. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I mean, that'd be right convenient. Or so. where we could find him. I need uh, breakfast. I'm going to get dressed, and, um, yeah, let's go. I mean, we've got a ton to do today. Oh, Absolutely sort of a ton. in bed, still in his travel attire. Like, ready. And Sephira's going to kind of, like, get herself a little... I might splash some water on my sure. face. Sure, there's a little wash basin like, in the corner. Yeah. yeah. And then... How, right. do I, how do I look better than yesterday? I'm going to kind of give him a up and down. Does he look... The, the sort of um, veins and uh, discoloration in his face has faded, yes. His skin uh, intonation looks normal. He looks a little... Yeah. Just worn from the day, the long I mean, days, but... Uh, the vein thing, the creepy vein <laughs> thing, that's gone. Um, so right. that's good. But you you look tired. I am. Right. Breakfast. Okay. Breakfast. Two of you head downstairs once again. Just a few people enjoying a breakfast meal here. The young boy at the counter, sort of something I can get for you. Mm. Yes, uh, breakfast. Yeah, just bread and eggs, buckwheat bread and eggs, if that's all right. Yes. Sounds brilliant. Yeah. Four copper per. Right. Okay. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and pay. I'll, I'll before Erlen gets his coin purse out. I'll just go ahead and pay. Sure. Erlen's a little slow to his <laughs> coin purse, <laughs> seeing if she'll pay for it. Four copper, you said. Yeah, per meal. Per meal. Okay. I flipped right past my coin Money purse. bags over here. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know And it what? looks like they know that, you know, people come in and out here and grab food. The food is, like, yeah. they don't have to wait for an order. They're just making batches of it, so it comes out very quickly. Uh, okay. Boy, do you know um, Vane Mahakra? Sure, yeah. Everyone knows Vane. What does he look like? Um, Goliath. Sort of tall. He's got <laughs> hair on his head. Just unusual for a guy. I saw him yesterday. He's. They don't look around. He's not here, is he? He's not in here. <laughs> Do you know where he, he works? Just left. He had breakfast just a moment oh, ago. Fuck's oh, sake. He works at the toll courts, yes. Yeah, he's probably on his way there. All right. Try and catch him. Thank you. Thank sure. you. Gonna sort of grab the bread and eggs sure. and sort of oh. hurry up. As you guys are walking out with your meals, he's sort of. Everyone on the move today. Oh. <laughs> sort of sits back. So okay. kind of rushing towards uh, the, the shortest route to the tall board. Okay, you guys kind of bust outside, sort of hot eggs in hand here, <laughs> munching a little bit. Give me uh, perception checks, both of you. Come on. Give me an egg handling check. Oh, <laughs> one of those dogs. Don't worry, I got you. I got Nine. you. Nine. Uh, 23. 23. Standing out among this kind of line, there's, you know, the, the road to the short ports goes right along the bank of the river there, and crowds are moving Pretty busy along this road at this time, but sticking out well above the crowd is someone that's at least a foot taller than your average <laughs> citizen. Kind of mop of hair on his head, Goliath, gray skin that you can see from the back. Tattoos that run down, but they're mostly covered by uh, they're mostly covered by his hair. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you see look. I didn't see this guy. <laughs> Erlen, I can't see. <laughs> He's gone. Can't find him anywhere. No idea. We'll never find him. No idea. Look at I can't see you. No idea. I think I see you. (laughs) (laughs) You do. He looks like he has like a bag slung over his shoulder. Like how close to the tall ports are we right now? Um, I can bring out the one right now. Like, are we grabbing him like right at his place of work? Is it? uh, Is it like far enough away? Can we go those minis there? I'm just gonna put this on top. Come on, S. (laughs) It's deep. So the. No. 
that in the frame a little more. Do not be feared. To be feared. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like what you see when you walk in. So all hands on deck is uh, right mm-hmm. here, if I'm not mistaken, or it's one of those two. It's either that you, yes, and then the shore ports are right here. So he is walking this way because oh, he has right, to go to, to the bridge around. and then go around. So you guys are walking along the bank of the river toward the bridge. Great. Okay. Um, so it's not right at the short part. So there's a little bit of a ways. And this sort of taps the fury and sort of hustle up to him. Sure. Ex- excuse me, Mr. Mahakra? Yeah? Sorry, um, Sarandero said we should probably talk to you. Um, just catch you on your way to work? He did? You trained with him, yes? Sorry, we can walk while we're talking. Yeah, I'm supposed to be at work soon. Yes, right, sorry. S- sorry, we can, in the time that it takes to get to work. All right. <laughs> you, free, free to walk where you want. You trained with him, yes? Yeah, I was briefly enrolled in Sarn's program, sure. It was the accelerated program that uses Mykonid extract, correct? Yeah. And even though I uh, left the mountain tribes, I, I'd sometimes get that itch to be out in the wilderness, you know? Right. Me versus nature. Sure. And for a while, I toyed with the idea of becoming a full-time bounty hunter. I'm not useless in a fight. I know the North reasonably well. Still, I thought I could use some real training. And while it wasn't cheap... I'm not much for fancy things, so I've saved up a bit. Decent sum working for the GV, and I was interested in his great weapons program. That's what I went to study with. Right. Well, um, I'm, I'm sort of curious, because uh, Sandero has offered um, has offered me to train with him, um, but I would have to do the accelerated program, and I'm... Why did you stop? The use of Mycodin extract concerns me. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that the Mycodid extract in the program, some people worried about it, but look, I figured who gives a shit, right? People use it all the time, doesn't seem to be much of a problem. Sarn's well-respected, seemed to be a no-brainer. Why would I do something that takes months when I could take a couple of weeks instead? The training was going fine, and to be honest, I felt fucking unstoppable. I mean, I'm serious. It felt like I was retaining information and improving my reflexes at an impossible rate. I mean, the guy knows his stuff. Sarn was a good teacher. He pushed me just hard enough and never felt like I wasn't getting the most out of our sessions. And then this one time, I don't know, a few hours after I... We have these regulated meals when you're on the accelerated program, right? You don't want to take too much too fast. And I took a bit more of the extract as I was instructed and then I don't know I just I felt like absolute shit my vision blurred fingernails got dark I swear I could feel my blood pumping through my veins my whole body was clogged up anyway it subsided after a day or two but really went to my head didn't want to feel that again of course not that sounds awful um did the reason for stopping seem true to me? Make an insight check. It's hard to oh. nine. Yeah, it's hard to get a read on him. I mean, you don't know him very well, so it's hard to tell what to look for. But did, did they give send you to any healer to the sort of symptoms um, uh, sort themselves out? Yeah, Sarn's got some medics that took a look at me, and they weren't entirely sure what happened. They said give it a little time to see if it passed, which it did. Like I said, it was mostly a mental thing. Physically, I probably could have jumped right back in, but every time I picked up a sword again, I just... I don't know. 
I didn't want that feeling. So you didn't take extract again after the sort of adverse side effects? No. And he does, it's quite popular, right? Are you the only one you know who had these sort of negative side effects? I don't know how popular it is, mainly because it's just expensive. But not, not, I don't mean um, the use of Mycodon. I mean that Sonderos yeah. treating... The accelerated program. Yes, the accelerated program. Yeah, I mean, other people do it. There was other people in my class. They didn't have a problem. Did they warn you about these effects before you took the extract, or no? Never said anything of it. So... Sarn seemed surprised. He didn't seem like it was something he'd seen before. Right. And no one talked to you afterwards? Talk to me in what way? Plenty of people checked in to make sure I was all right. And you haven't felt anything since? No. Sarn no. himself was apologetic as hell. I mean, said it must have been a bad batch. He said he'd go right to the supplier and tell him that something was wrong with it. Who is this supplier? Do you know? I don't know. Wherever he gets right. it from. Sure. Well, oh. I suppose that doesn't exactly quell my fears about enlisting. Well, take for what it is. As far as I know, I'm the only one that had that kind of reaction to it. And, and do you know if he did actually happen to tell the supplier and find out if it was a bad batch, or...? I honestly didn't follow up with him. You can ask Sarn yourself. Right. And you haven't felt any symptoms... Look at my notes. You have... <laughs> you have... Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't. It's like the one page no one's allowed to look at. You haven't, um, you haven't felt any... Any symptoms at all afterwards? Either what you felt at the time or something new and sort of curious since? Sorry, we're just trying to make sure it's not long-term. Yes, I don't want to enroll in something that's going to... Yeah, these are awfully detailed questions. Are these not better questions for Sarn? Well, he... Uh, we, I might ask him some of these he myself. He actually uh, told us to spoke to you. Speak yeah. to you. Okay. I mean, like I said, I haven't felt anything since. Right. Does that seem true to me? Thinking it's true. Uh, 19. 19, yes, it does. Oh, I'm sorry. That sounds, um, it's disappointing. I'm sorry. I guess. I mean, my job's all right as it is, but I don't know if I'll be bounty hunting anytime soon. Right. All right, well, thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you, yeah. Um, yeah. It's helpful to know, I'll certainly. I'll think as to whether or not that's something I'd like to risk. Yeah, I mean, hey, plenty of other people do it, so don't let me stop you. Well, thank you. Thanks. Slings the bag over his shoulder and continues to walk toward the shore. Those are type C symptoms. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> so, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he literally takes one step away and he's like, that dude's poisonous. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he could turn into a mic at any, any given moment. <laughs> so... We're going to sort of like walk to, um, we're just going to turn off to some other. When I sure. go to see Sarndero, uh, that was fortuitous that we ran into him because I'd like to now ask Sarndero some questions. About what? I want to ask him, We talk, I'm going to say I talked to Vane with you. Sure. And that he mentioned something about a bad batch. I want to ask him who his supplier is uh, and right. if he found out if it was, obviously we know that that's not what happened. But if I frame it that way, maybe I'll get some answers. I mean, I don't know. Sure, I genuinely don't think San is doing. I, I don't. Let's, let's. I'm going to start walking towards the steer way entrance okay. as we're talking here. Yeah, yeah, no. um, sort of walking up that northern path there, and then breaking a little wait, bit. Wait, is so. that where I'm? Where is Sandero again? Far west, all the way on yeah, the other gosh, side. Okay. Not yeah, yeah, I don't think that Sandero is intentionally poisoning anyone. I think that no, there's just I a lack of information about 
Yeah, but people have different responses to myconid extract, and type C is quite rare, so we've heard. I suppose, but type B isn't. Is it as rare? I I don't don't know. know. I I mean, I'd be surprised if that was the only person to have ever had any kind of negative symptoms. Here's what we know: we know that the the harvesting yard has been sent poisoning hundreds of people, hundreds of people. Yes. In hope of finding a few candidates. Yeah. How many mutants have we seen? Not many. How many type C's have we seen? One. I suppose. So I, I guess its rarity can explain why no one else has had symptoms of this. I suppose it's a fairly, I don't know, expensive program, maybe. It could also even be rarer to show that seems uh, like it seems very quickly that he was showing symptoms. Show, so it could be. That's true. Uh, we don't know the intrinsicities of this. It could be that these people could be type C but don't show symptoms unless they use a lot of it, unless it's long term. Well, I would hope for his sake that that is true, because uh, it appears, I mean, at least... No, I mean, I mean, it could Did be... Did I... Oh, fuck. I didn't notice when I was looking at him if he had, like, black fingernails or anything. Did I... Can you give me a retroactive I perception check? <laughs> oh, no, six. Not that you could tell. In fact, he, on, he was kind of putting them on as he was getting close. He has, like, heavy work gloves that oh, he uses okay. at the docks. He had his bare hands showing for just a brief moment, you didn't see. I didn't get a chance to look at his fingernails. I would love to know if they're still black. Right, well, I mean, he, he didn't seem to he seemed express that about, he was experiencing any symptoms. He seemed genuine about his sort of healing. Well, anyways, I think if San offers you training with Mike and an extra, oh, I think it goes without saying. Yeah, it, it, you don't have to say it. You do not have to finish that sentence. I'm right. obviously not taking it. Ob- obviously. Hang on, was that not obvious? I'm a bit worried that that wasn't obvious. It seemed... It's obvious. Sure. Yeah, okay. So, no, definitely not doing that. You that like wasn't... turning into animals, so I thought... I don't like it that much. I don't fancy myself a mushroom, though. Fair. All right, um, hopefully the steedaway is open. Yeah. Are you, so are you following him to the steedaway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free rides? Are we getting free rides? Oh, yeah. So your approach to the steederway this time is nothing like your previous encounters, <laughs> mainly due to the heavy foot traffic oh! and buzzing excitement around an area that was previously void of anyone who wasn't doing constructive actively on the steederway. The area with the stained wood map of Wamparani Na has someone manning the booth, a sort of little information booth there of, of pointing things out around town. And in addition to a guard at the entrance to the stairwell, there's a well-dressed tiefling with a tricorn hat who's kind of seeing to the line of prospective travelers, seems to be collecting fees and allowing small groups to head inside one bunch at a time. So he'll stop a few people, wait to get word from someone who kind of opens the door, and then he kind of allows people in as he collects a little bit of gold. So you guys can get to the line, or... Do you negotiate free passage with? I mean the guy who got fired, but he would have given our... Oops. He would have given our descriptions to whoever right. was working the tables, right. if it worked. We'll find out. I guess. Sort of wait in line. Right. Wait in line. Takes a little bit of time. So it's maybe... It doesn't take a... There isn't a huge line, but each bunch takes a couple of minutes for a, an active steeder to sort of make itself available. So it takes between five and ten minutes to get to sort of the front of the line there. Hello, and welcome to the Steedaway of Wampranina. Right. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Would you uh, care for a ride? Yes, uh, very much. We're going to Naubu. Th- uh, two different places. I'm going... Sorry, I'm going to Naubu. 
And I'm going to the mail house, which I believe is in Nagalks. All right, it's uh, three gold per township, so nine coast to coast. We um, completed a, a, a contract uh, prior to the opening uh, that should have given us free passage. A description should have been given. Hmm. Sort of looks you up and down. Let me check the records. Sure. Thank you. It goes inside. And the, as he closes the door, you get a better look at the guard. And it's the same one that you talked to. <laughs> I'm just gonna stare at him as I wait. Kind of looks the other way. <laughs> a little bit of time passes, and the door opens back up. And he's looking at a ledger, turns a couple of pages. Hmm. Yes, I see that there's a listing for a few descriptions. Sort of looks at the two of you. Mm-hmm. Records show that this was an arrangement you came to with Mr. Bowley prior to his being relieved from duty. He was relieved. Uh, yes. Uh, y- uh, yes, this was... Well, that's surprising. It was a, br- a broken crown contract, but mm. yes. Well, we are ready to let the deal stand. Um, oh, right. Though I ask that you do not monopolize the steed away in its early days. We do want everyone oh. to have an opportunity to ride. So I'm going to write down... He has a little quill there. Um, let's see. Five names... So, as a group, make no more than ten trips in a day. That gives you each two, oh. a back oh, and forth. Right. That's, that's brilliant. Thank right. you. I'm going to write that down. You guys don't have to go anywhere, do you? I do. Where do you have to go? I have to go to mm. Sondero's as well. Okay. Are you just bouncing around the whole goddamn county? Yeah. All right. Um, right. That puts things in order. Sort of closes the book. Shall we? Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And okay. as I walk past the guard who was a dick to me, and... Thank you. Enjoy your ride. <laughs> I will. You know, walk past them. Goes a little bit taller. And you guys start to descend the stairs to the Steederway. I thought he might get a, like a little like oh, like from him like oh he gets to ride for free. That guy don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, no, no. I like this. Part. He, he wants his paycheck and then his ale at the end of the day. You get to the bottom of the stairs and now there's a, kind of a second line in here and a little rope gate at the bottom of the stairs that's been set up and each time you hear that kind of familiar. And the dust kicks up, and the steeder pulls back, and you can see the handlers sort of reeling with the reins, and they step down, and the rope is unhitched, and the group in front of you goes ahead, and he sees to them. Those people had kind of a box that he puts up on the back, and he straps it down, and then... And the footsteps fade into the distance a couple times, just like, you know, a subway tunnel. On the opposite side, you hear kind of the... Something coming in from the other side. More dust kicking up. You get to the front of the line. It's not Handler Birch, but another oh. person steps down. What was the back. point of me? I don't want him. Hello, I'm Handler Roomhilt, <laughs> and I will be your handler today. Where are we going? Uh, two different places. Right. Uh, I'm going to Nauba. And right. I'm going to the mail house in Nagavis. Excellent. Shall we? Sure. Um, have you already ridden today? Not today, but we've ridden before, so we're familiar. Oh. All right. How did you find it? Uh, uh, brilliant. And Sapphira's going to kind of look at n- knowing how to do this, because mm-hmm. Birch taught me it. Can I kind of touch you the You go reach oh, Don't do that. Oh, sorry. Uh, just like them. Uh, Handler Birch. I'm not sure. It taught me how to... Make a persuasion check. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Oh, God, I haven't... No, that's two. Uh, we ask that you keep your hands to yourself. Sure. Uh, Please. 
And he helps you up into the seating area. What are you guys uh, taking with you? Just you, you just have like your bags. I have my bags. Okay. Well, just your bags standard bag. bag. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah. Uh, you didn't like take your saddlebags with no, you. No, mine are still new. <laughs> right. Oh, oh shit. Because it, it costs. That's sad horse. He has to strap luggage yeah, my, into the back. But if you just have your backpack. One extra night. So he pulls these straps close, puts his little goggles that he has on, keeps your mouths closed and your eyes forward. Okay. Here we go. And the steeder goes flying through the tunnel. The lights passing by you on either side as these lanterns kind of fill the tunnels. And it's only a very short while till pulls to a stop at the first township over. This is Nagawas, and it's even though you've ridden it before, it really amazes you every time, like that you can travel that three-hour trip in a you know ten to twenty minutes is that how long it takes. So the spider kind of pushing its way through the tunnels as fast as physically possible. He comes out, unstraps you, sort of reaches out a hand, pulls you down. Enjoy Nagawas. Thank you. Um, I might see you in Nauba if I don't. Yeah. I'll see you back on the coast. Okay, we'll meet you at the deck. We'll meet at the deck. Okay, right. be safe, because strictly speaking, he you needs to, go. to split up. I know. Goodbye. Holding up the steed away. And so I head out. Hops back on the steeder. Mouth's closed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was all the sample. Of course. <laughs> and Erlen finds himself in the township of Nagarwis. You sort of ascend the stairs, and you come out. And in Nagarwis, that was uh, inside the Melvin Hoggs Memorial. So you come out in that familiar building, the large stone ceilings, and the statue of Melvin Hoggs himself in the center there. This place has picked up in activity considerably. It used to be kind of... The memorial was a place to just pay your respects, look around, appreciate the art, perhaps an occasional meeting hall. But now, people are coming here for a place of business. It has a lively energy to it. Excited people in line, sort of, you see someone poke their heads out. How was it? Oh, it, it's <laughs> fine. It's a giant spider that runs fast. Oh, my God. Just fine? No! You go very quickly, yes. No! He says it's just fine. No! I'm going to keep walking. <laughs> head out the memorial, and you find I yourself smirched the name no, of the <laughs> in the center of Nagarwas. So it, it's idiots, and it smells like <laughs> shit. <laughs> you have to be a real asshole to take that. <laughs> Where do you go? I'm going to the mail house. Alright. So the mail house at this time of day, which now you woke up at 10, is probably 11 o'clock at this point. It didn't take too long to talk okay. to... Uh, All right. To Vane Mohakra and then find your way to the Steederway, find your way to Nagarwas. Mailhouse in full swing. You see the wagons coming in and out of that large strip in the middle that allows wagons to pull up. Parcels are loaded into the wagon, strapped in, and like a drive through system where they keep coming through the opposite side and get loaded up. But once again, there is that uh, part at the beginning, uh, right near the entrance, that says civilian inquiries, uh, and there's a bell next to it as well. Ding, 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 ding. And immediately shuffling over. Hello. Hi there. Um, a friend of mine picked up a couple letters for me, but said there was a package. Sure. What's the name? Erland. Erland. Just Erland? Uh, sure. Takes a little walk, walks over to a desk and checks some records. There's someone there with a book who flips to a certain page. There's a little locked drawer that he opens up. And he takes out a little, just simple wooden box, no adornments on it at all, just like, uh, you know, this big. Just a simple little wooden chest that doesn't have a lock on it at all. And just this. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna uh, 
out of the mailbox. Okay. Head out of the mailbox, little box in hand. Gonna try yeah. and find an area with a bit of privacy. Okay, you can uh, give me an investigation check. <laughs> Nagarwis is small, and this is an area of significant significant activity. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. But Nagarwis, not being the most populated place, you sort of weave your way between two residences, kind of in almost like a little side garden here. You're not stepping on the plants, but you're out of the <laughs> main. Right. Is there any? Can I like never. just sort of check to make sure there's no like traps on it? Make an investigation check. I think they fucking blew me up last time. That's true. Uh, investigation, mm-hmm. 22. 22. You take a look and you see nothing on the exterior, but as you're moving it, you hear like uh. something like rattling around on the interior that sounds like maybe metallic. Hmm. Pieces, maybe multiple pieces of metal, you're trap, not sure. Trap. <laughs> That's all you can discern? Okay. I'm gonna put it on the ground. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna oh kind of like as, as oh do as quickly as possible. Is kind of like flip up the just flip up the lid. Flip up the lid and okay. just kind of flip it and sort of get back. Okay. You reach out with one finger. Okay, no one sees this. <laughs> and it makes like a little bing, like spring releasing sound. Okay. And you sort of reel back after that. Give me a dexterity saving throw with advantage since you see guys. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Okay, dexterity saving throw yeah. is um, a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Bing! And immediately <laughs> a number of little pieces of metal kind of kind of go flinging in a bunch of different directions Shit. and sitting in the box, sort of nestled in the uh, lined inner part, you see what remains is a little twisting key that looks awfully familiar to the toys that Safira bought. That she, you showed them the gizmos, correct? Yeah. yeah. So it looks like one of those gizmos, but one that self-destructed kind of immediately as you opened. Like it had been rigged to kind of explode oh, when the uh, when the box was opened. I want. And there's nothing else in it, just a used. Are you checking it? You only. Oh yeah, no. Oh, so, only just oh, okay. So then I'm gonna. Can I pick up a piece of metal that mm-hmm. came out? Like, are they sharp? Are they? Give me an investigation oh check there God. as well. Uh, 11. 11. They are definitely sharp, and in addition to that, they feel wet. Ew. Like a little moist. Ew. But you're not sure what they, like, as if they're coated with Ew. something. Oh, oh, but you're not sure what. Okay, I'm gonna sort of, like, now seeing how, okay, I'm gonna very carefully go up to it, and I don't want to touch it, I just want to look inside. It looks like there is a piece of parchment inlaid in the bottom of it, underneath the... The is is the is the gizmo now totally destroyed? It looks you can't... pretty busted. It's okay. hard to you don't you've never seen one of these before. This exact one, so right. But I have exactly. seen it when it did. I see it when it got used up. Yeah, you did. For what? Oh, you never actually used it. Correct. Right. I just okay. held it. You just held you it the whole time. I mean, there's that. a number of pieces of metal have gone yeah, yeah. flying okay. off of it, but you don't know for sure because you haven't. All right, I'm gonna try and. I'm gonna try and get the piece of parchment out from underneath Okay, it. give me a dexterity check. Give me a sleight of hand check. Uh, 14. 14, you sort of reach in just past the little gizmo. Very gently take it out. And at one point, the little piece of metal, like scrap metal ball kind of jostles a little bit, but nothing happens. Okay. <laughs> and you pull the Is it like out. coated in poison or something? Or? Is what coated? Is the, uh, like does the thing, is it dripping wet with, um, is, the metal is was wet, so is the parchment dripping wet as well? No, the parchment's okay. not wet. All right, so take out the piece of parchment. Just like a fucking monk of atonement's end, all talk and no follow-through. 
At the forked tongue, we learned that psychological terror is a powerful tool. So until you return to Lepatro and take the beating that's coming to you, I'm going to wreak havoc on your mind. Every door you open, every box you pick up, every acquaintance you make, when it hurts, I hope you think of me, Shakar. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so funny. This guy is so dedicated. All right, now knowing that that piece of shit's up to it. Um, Can I take a closer look at the... um, uh, the shrapnel and see if I can maybe identify the poison by smelling it. Uh, if it give, is poison or yeah, not. give me a nature check. It, there's only traces of it, so it's it's tough. Eleven. To Eleven. It's hard to discern exactly what it is. Wow. It's, the pieces are so small. It does. Oh, don't <laughs> you could. No, I will not. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm. I'm leaving the fucking. There's nothing else in the box that I can tell. I'm leaving the fucking. Um, oh, some kids going to find that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what is in your mouth? That'll be in Shakara's conscious, not mine. In your oh mouth, my god, your you jerk! You're just leaving this thing. Wow. Um, I'm gonna. Biohazard. Where, where did I? Uh, which two houses did I go in between? I mean, like, right next to the male house. There. Uh, this is Nagar's house, okay. I think. Um. So the male okay. Let me like think here. I oh am going to. This is the mail house, so you slipped just like between these two buildings here. You're right nearby. Right. Um, I am going to go. What time is it? Um, eleven. Okay. Like between eleven, eleven thirty. Fuck. I'm gonna go back into the mail house. <laughs> go back in again. Bustling with activity. Plenty of people gathering parcels, shipping out packages. Nobody regards you immediately as you as you come, but. Gonna ring the bell again. Ding ding ding! And he sees you. Uh, Baldwin sees you again with a curious sort of look. Yes. Hi. Um. Uh, parchment and quill, please. I need to. There should be a, a prepaid courier for me. Oh yes. Um. Of course. Has a piece of parchment that he takes out. Takes out a quill and some ink. Slides it over. All right. Thank you. Give me. Um, I assume there's a place to write somewhere. There is a large oh, lectern here that you can write on. Yep. Give me a moment. I need to write a letter. Uh, yes. And he sees that you're just writing there. He just kind of turns around oh. and waits. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take a moment here to write a letter. Okay. So as Erlen decides exactly what he's writing, we go over to the tall boards. Yes. <laughs> as you've come to expect, the tall ports have no shortage of ships coming in and out. The deep shore waters, allowing the oversized three-sail carracks to get nice and close for easy loading and unloading. And again, we're, gen- we're now jumping a little back in time here. Despite the varied appearance of the ships, there is one boat on the north end of the piers that stands out with its unusual appearance. The cloth of the sails is a vibrant burnt orange, and there's some smaller masts that jut out diagonally from the hull, almost like wings or fins, something that seems to have been designed for particularly troublesome or unusual wind conditions. Civilian activity is concentrated to the open area warehouses across the boardwalk, same place that you went to originally file to be a visitor aboard the Semicha. And there's several lines that lead up to seated bookkeepers, helping business run swiftly and orderly. Yeah, um, my understanding from when I filled out the form, I should be able to just go straight to the ship. 
Um, that you would need to report in first. Check back to where I yes. form. Okay, I'll head straight there. Right. Little time passes, wait in line, people either getting forms to ship themselves out to be able to uh, board as a passenger or to load goods onto the ship, and you get up to the front and there's just a man with sort of small pair of spectacles there. Yes, what can I do for you? Um, I'm here to visit aboard the Samicha. Oh, uh, yes, did you fill out a form already? Yes. What was the name? Graven. Graven Ilvigo? Yes. That's what it. Graven Ilvigo? You did sign it, Graven Ilvigo. I did? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember Graven <laughs> Ilvigo, but I did. Uh, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> you don't even recognize my own handwriting. I'm like, I'm like mm, wow, I really can't read. <laughs> it's like, yeah, letters yes. make no sense. All right. Um. Okay, you've been uh, given express boarding, so you can head right on to the Smeecha. He takes a little, little kind of stamp, stamps the form. Give this to them uh, at the Smeecha. Thank you. Have a nice day. Same to you. Make my way. Right. You walk along the edges of the tall ports here, the boats, you push past the people, you see Vane kind of, uh, actually, Tom, no, you don't see Vane, you see a couple other guys, the Vane's friends, Mott and... Uh, uh, I can't remember the other lady's name. The people that you played cards with. Yeah. You see them out working, clearly taking one of these shifts out here. And as you're moving along the piers, you look like you're heading, looking around. And as you look out to the north end of the piers, or the north end of the boardwalk, you can see a sign that says, Semincha Boarding. That's a little kind of white banner with black lettering painted on it. If I make eye contact with either of the friends, I'll just kind of give them... Okay, sure. We'll say that Mott kind of catches your eye. Regard. Kind of carrying a box up to one of the larger ships, but keep on. Right? Yep. And there's a pair of guards there. At this, there's a wooden plank that runs from the boardwalk up to the edge of the hull, and two guards stand there. Hold up. Uh, you have your form. Let me see. All right, looks good. Um, no weapons aboard. <laughs> Can I leave? Where can I leave them? We have a box for safekeeping. I'll uh, take He motions off. to kind of a, a little locker to the side that looks like, you know, these boardings happen fairly yeah. frequently. They have a lot. I'll take my shield and mace and put them in there. One of the guys helps you take them off, puts them into the locker. And um, we, uh, you have to agree to a search as well. Fine. It does say on the form, relinquish all weapons and any items deems hazardous, so it doesn't come as a total surprise. Yeah. What do you have in your bag as they kind of quickly root oh, through? Sure. Um, any items deemed hazardous? Probably. And do you have well, any poisons? Mm, That's true, actually. Uh, no, actually, maybe not. Of healing. He has nothing. No, no, no vials, no manacles. I have a climber's kit. Kind of could stay. Rations, yeah. You don't have any poisons or weapons or uh, like magic items that are obviously bombs or weapons, by the way. Yeah, bombs <laughs> as well. No. Okay. Who would have thunk it? Uh, map, the tooth, the flower. Okay. No, I, I got I got looted pretty good. <laughs> they root through your belongings and don't seem to find anything that seems questionable. Hands your bag back to him. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, clear to go. We've got your belongings uh, in a section of the locker under your name. Uh, checks the form again. Mr. Grave and Nilvigo, yes? All right, so when you exit, just ask for that. You'll get your things back. Right. All right. Head on in. Yep. 
can start standing there for a moment. You, you can go. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> One foot at a time. Clump, clump. Like the heavy boots on this kind of thinnish wood plank that goes up to the side of the hall. There's another pair of guards up at the top of this plank, just making mm-hmm. extra sure that no one tries to leave or board that isn't supposed to be. But they, they don't ask for the form again. They kind of give you a nod motion you inside, and you duck under the sort of small frame that's opened up here in the side, and you step inside, and that's where we're going to end no, for the evening. No, I don't want to. Come on, man. Before oh, we see who Graven might have finally found after all this time. Whose pockets? God. That is where. It's, it's Benji. It's Benji. <laughs> oh, my God. He worked Benji. for was there the He worked for Casivo before. Anyway. That'd be so. It's not Benji, but that would be so cool. Could be Benji. Could it be. couldn't be Benji. Yeah, well, we're pockets his other letters. You don't know Benji's last name. I guess that's true. <laughs> Benji. Benji pockets. Um, really quickly, nine months, three sub for twenty-seven hey. months. Thank, Thank you so much. very much. <laughs> and then legendary action official gifted five subs. Hey. If you haven't followed yeah. them already, legendary action yeah, official. Do. They do excellent yes. TTRPG streams. Uh, they like added Witcher, a new one D&D. fairly recently. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic and very good friends of ours. So please shoot them a follow and show them some love. Great stuff. Thank Thank you guys very much. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed. We're in the new space. We're ready to roll. Hopefully no more breaks for a little while. And uh, we'll We'll continue. We'll forever. (laughs) Um, And when we come back, it'll be with chapter 92. We've got a few things. We've got pockets. we got sarn. we got whatever Erlen's about to write on that piece of paper. If I don't get this new We got fucking Shakar. Oh, man. I love this guy. Can we invite him along? He seems like he needs a job. He's going to be our... I have questions It's because Zafira never passed along the message that lesser monks aren't worth his time. <laughs> yes, if you had to let him know that, you then he like, would know. Oh. Well, right. I tried. You're right. Yeah. Let him know that lesser monks I tried. I didn't see him. I didn't think it was that important. Uh, I didn't think he'd send you a tiny bomb. <laughs> send me a tiny bomb? <laughs> he'd send you a tiny little bomb. when Colt's friends were like... We're going to investigate oh, yeah. our friend's death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you. Oh, yeah. Remember when you didn't say me? anything about that? I think it's a need to know, you know basis at this point. Oh, and need to know. I think you, we might I think need, we need to know. I think we need to know. Less you know, the better. They're going to attack us. And the whole time we're going to be like, why are we why killing them? Why are we killing these people? <laughs> we liked these guys. We liked them. No, no Safira has a rapport. They made fun of so you in front of her. She loves them. She's trying to get it in with that, like, elf guy. They offered me a spot on their team. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. You guys oh, are man. about to fight, and they're like, you want to switch sides right now? Like, you know what? <laughs> <I'm... laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. You should see his impression of you. It's worth it. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. It'll be so funny when you're dead. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We will be back here next week, and uh, we hope to see you there. Have an awesome week. Have an awesome night. Thank Good night, so everybody. Goodbye. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend or leave us a nice review on the podcast app of your choice? There is always room in our party for more adventurers, despite what Kuzni may think. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and as my friends the Ackley Elves like to say, your presence is a gift. 